Welcome to the Malice Experience. Dude, you have no idea how much clapping helps when you're editing a video to know where to cut something. <laughs> like I'm a clapping fool when I'm doing YouTube videos. I'm just like I feel like I'm doing like the like uh, like the maraca or something. In, in the South, we call the clap something else. <clears throat> well, I mean, you, you would, you would. <laughs> it's been a busy, busy, busy childhood for me. I I, I can tell, I can tell, you, right? You know, I need to clap again. <laughs> clap on, uh, clap off. Clap out, clap out. Oh, shit. I got wine on the cup. Can't get wine on the cup. I can't get the cup wet. Oh, I want to talk about... Oh, never mind. Go ahead. We have to do an intro. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm on it. I'm, like, all out of sorts today just with everything that's it's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, bis- apologies for that crazy intro right there. But, yeah, this is the Malice Experience. I am Mr. Malice. And to the left, right of me, depending on what perspective you are, um, is... As always, Mystic Salon. We have a fun-ass show today because um, we're going to have Jet, the owner of VampireFreaks.com, coming on today to talk to us um, You know about basically his business ventures, you know the things that he's done, you know things that he's learned um, about being an alternative in you know the, in an entrepreneur position. Um, and basically to prove and squash once and for all the old saying that, you know, you have to look or act or be a certain way in order to be successful. You do not have to look or act or be a certain way to be successful. And at the end of the day, success is measured in different ways. But when we're talking about financial success, uh, Jet is definitely going to be the person that we kind of want to talk to, Right. Um, he literally ran, you know, the Gothic Facebook for, I think, 10 years or something like that. You know, I, I remember you said you're doing some kind of research on him. So um, I did. I did. I don't remember no. any of it, but I did it. I promise. Wow. All right. Well, that means it's it's super helpful that you don't remember <laughs> anything, you know? Awesome. That's not true. <laughs> But uh, so I'm super excited to do this. Um, Jed is somebody I've always wanted to talk to ever since, you know, I actually started um, when I started using Vampire Freaks back in the day. Like I, I found Vampire Freaks before Vampire Freaks was a social media platform. Um, it was just like a site with some profiles with his friends that did like acting and modeling and stuff like that. Um, and that was pretty much it. That was what um, Vampire Freaks was. Um and then it grew into something much larger. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, the the pulling away from that, like the moving away from the social media platform um, and just going solely into clothing. And uh, also like his music ventures, things like that. So we got a lot, lot to talk about with Jet when he gets on. Uh, we're just kind of keeping my eyes on my phone messages and my emails. And everything, because so apparently he has to download um, Discord. Um, I would assume that he used it, but I guess not, guys. But you know, it is supposedly a gamer platform. Anyway, starting out the day as we always do. Okay, we are going to be doing our weekly tarot deck and our weekly tarot reading, and as everybody knows. 
The person that does that for us is Billy Bob Thornton. Bill, wait, I'm sorry. Mystic? Yes, all right. So. <laughs> Oh, Billy Bob here. Let's get on down <laughs> with this tarot shit, okay? Let me tell you about some cards, y'all. That is Y-A-W, y'all. All right, so um, I, like, I had a tarot deck that I really wanted to talk about today, but I switched it. Um, last, last minute? minute. La okay. It's a deck I've used before, um, and I actually like it, and I, I kind of enjoy reading from it. So I was like, you know what, let me just pick something that's a little a little different. Um it is, and some people are probably familiar with it, it is Teto de Fuego, Tarot Fire. So, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a really good deck. It's uh, got some pretty interesting um, iconography in it, however you want to call it. It's by uh, Floriana Nativo, and art by Franco Rivoli. So this is a standard 78-card deck. Flimsy. It's not like a 200-card deck, uh, or I mean $200 deck. Um, so it's just standard, you know, cardstock that somebody would use. I would assume probably, um, what was this, probably 20, 20 bucks. Um, but it's it's interesting uh, to me because of the way kind of it's set up. You know, we have elements of tarot. There's, there's a lot of uh, earth, fire, wind, water, spirit, blah, blah, blah. These are all fire-based, but they still have their elements. So you kind of experience fire through each element. So it's kind of cool the way they did it. Um, it is, like I said, 78-card deck. We've got the full 22 um, Major Arcana and the 56 Minor Arcana, so they're all there with the same pip cards. Um, one through crap, that was the big lightning. Um, and uh, the court card. So um, I do, I, I've said this before, I am a huge non-fan of bordered cards. Um, these actually look pretty nice, though. Like, I don't mind it as much. What I do love is the back of the card. The back of these cards are freaking awesome. Uh, I like that they are reversible, meaning you can't tell if you have a, re a reverse card. If, so if you use indignances, um, you can uh, you won't know ahead of time, right? So there's no uh, uh, knowledge based on that. It's completely reversible in the back. Um, so with that being said, we'll get started on a couple of the cards. I'm going to pull out a couple of my favorite cards, and I was going to see if anybody wanted us to see a specific card. You know, a lot of tarot readers have favorite cards. Uh, in general uh, from a deck, but I am going to pick one that I don't normally pick. Um, the Magician. So I'm going to give two, like Magician's fine card, you know, I'm not going to say like, yeah, it's great, doesn't mean anything different. Uh, but the Magician in this card is is kind of exceptionally beautiful to me, because again, this is a deck that is fire imagery all around, and you've got the uh, fire, the white smoke, and the black smoke, and I think that kind of fits. Um, with the idea of uh, some other conversations we've recently had, the light and the dark. Um, you know, when you look at it this way, you've got the smoke, the, the fire in the middle, you got the light on one side and the dark on the other. Those, all three of those come together. So is there even a third side? So just just the thought process with the magician, you know. Um, thought that was neat. A couple cards I'm sure people will love, but I always go to the devil card when I... Um, and pulling tarot just because it's a good good uh card for me to kind of look at where the hell um to kind of compare different decks and look at different decks so again anybody in the chat if you want to see a specific card just put it in there and i will share it but this is the devil card to me it's kind of generic um but fits the deck right 
So, you know, devil card, uh, traditional meanings, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're held back by the things that you've created and you're allowing things to take control over your life. Um, and this one, he's carrying a person, a single person. In most devil cards, you're going to see two people. Um, so this one is a little bit different. So this is also a little bit more focused on the individual person, right? So we're talking about um, the chains that bind you as an individual, not as, as uh, things that hold you back as a system. So let me find the star. So the star card is also really pretty. Oh, it's nice. So uh, for Crimson Mel, the star card, I wish I had a better lighting here so that you guys could see it a little bit better, but um, there we go. That looks like a good one. So again, you've got the imagery of fire in every card, right? And so there's a couple of different things that the star card uh, can generally mean to me. Well, in, in traditional tarot would really be, you know, uh, somebody lighting the way or getting a, a direction or um, even running from something and following out into the, the atmosphere, the EOS, whatever you call it. Um, not knowing what's going to happen, but going for it anyway, using what little bit of guide and intuition that you have. But in this one, dude's running up a tree from a fire kind of makes you think a little bit differently. If you're running up a tree from a fire, tree, trees on fire, you can't go any further than the top. So um, not 100% sure on where this goes from, from, from a reading standpoint, but... Uh, it does give it a completely different meaning to me. It doesn't doesn't necessarily fit with something traditional um, when it comes to the tarot. So I um, could totally use that as an oracle. Like just by yeah. looking at those, oh, yeah. I could totally use it as an oracle. Yeah, and you know what's different? Like with these, I think I would use just the major arcana, just the just that part of the deck. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it's it's. It's an interesting deck. I'm going to go through a couple of the pip cards just to give some of the imagery from it, but I'm not going to go into that much detail with them. I'm just going to give those to the side. I'm actually curious about the Hierophant myself. Oh, Hierophant Crim in this one? Ooh. Crimson mentioned the Hierophant, the Star, and Death. So the Hierophant in this one is actually really good. Death is freaking gorgeous. Um, I just had the Hierophant. I just shuffled them, by the way, so I've got a... Because I want to give him a good couple of shuffles. All right, so the Hierophant, and this one is pretty easy. Oh, what is this? I think my food is here. Um, here's your Hierophant. One of the things I really like about the Hierophant in this deck, um, it, hold on, there's a glare there. There we go. Um, is the magic in it so in in most hierophant cards and decks that i've seen uh it's i mean there is a an air of magical teaching magical training spiritual guidance that kind of thing with the hierophant teaching and movement but in this one it's clearly control and focus right and magic and i just love that about this card and i can't honestly tell you exactly who this individual is teaching um but it most certainly does look like a little old man holy crap Sorry, lightning is kind of crazy. Um, and then what was the other one other than the Hierophant? Star, Death. Just saw the Death card, too. Oh, look at that. It was the first card on the top. That's why. I just think this is a really pretty Death card. 
That is really nice. I like that. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I think, um, like you said, this is really something that could give a, a direction from an Oracle standpoint, not a traditional yeah. meaning. I would yeah. not pull a traditional meaning out of this card. Neither would I. So, um, it's like almost like blue fire with every soul or every death. To, and then you have the one instance of orange fire. I don't know if that's person coming back to haunt somebody. Cause I know I'm going to be haunting some people when I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm Actually, dead, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here just to fuck with people. All uh, right. Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I actually got these in Texas, uh, when I was visiting at one point. Um, so let me pull a couple of cards though. So I've had these quite a while, but I just don't use them that much. This is the five of cups. There's no cups. I know, but there's water. I think that's where they're going to get that from. Uh, but I love, love, love the idea of continuing to use fire as an image in all of the cards um, to kind of alter the meanings of it. So just very interesting card there. I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, liking the border on it though. And I'm definitely not I liking like, the, I'm not liking like even like the 1970s orange color, like going around well, it, like worse in person, you know, <laughs> You know, it would have been nice if they would have had, like, the gradient, maybe. Or even just, like, a black border. Just fuck it. Just go black. No, let's with stick white with the... Blue. Yeah. Well, yeah, black would have been much better. Yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't take away from the imagery. Let's go next to the... Well, since we already did a five, let's stick with the five. The five of Pentacles. This is another card that I think is really gorgeous. Gorgeous. And no Pentacles and only four people. Yeah, but Earth, Elemental Deck. So, you know, a lot of it is really that focus on uh, how fire is seen through each of the different, um, whatchamacallits, uh, uh, elements. I have not read the book on this one at all. It's still in very pristine. Um, Kuro wants to see the Empress. I will absolutely find an Empress for you. Good grief. This lightning makes me jump. So the Empress and um, oh, I like her. Again, this actually gives me kind of like a um, a, di a completely different magical vibe from the rest of the deck. Wow, it looks like a badass. Sure does. If you actually can get close enough to it, the image it actually looks a little bit like Angela Bassett in um, whatchamacallit. Well, pretty Maybe much any movie. She's always a badass, though. So. Um, but yeah. So that's the Empress. Um, let me make sure I put these aside so I don't mix them. Let's hop out a five of Rwanda's. Pretty picture. Again, nothing traditional about it. Maybe some Oracle push to it. Um, and see that. I dig it. I dig um, it. Yeah, and I mean, this it does meet a traditional meaning when you look at the, most of the fives or you're halfway through something, you're either falling apart or something, some kind of deceit or difficult situation. I mean, it, it's it makes sense, but it's really, like you said, I, I, I've never used it as an Oracle deck, but I can absolutely see how that would work. Um, and then the Five of Souls. We'll hit that one, and then we'll do our reading, and then I'm going to eat some pizza. Because I wasn't playing with starting until 9. 
<clears throat> so the five of um, swords. I kind of like this one because it almost looks like a, a first uh, glance, like a witch riding a broom. And instead, it's a witch riding a goose's foot. So I don't know if that means something. Um, but again, we're talking about, uh, I think, for me, five of swords, a little bit of a traditional meaning mixed in. Uh, running away from your problems, not accepting the problems that you have in front of you, not dealing with the things you need to deal with, um, and doing so in a precarious way. So, uh, and my steampunk, I believe this is the um, uh, hot, hot air balloon girl. Um, could be wrong. Haven't haven't looked at the deck in a minute, but um, there you go. There's your five. So, any other random cards that any? I need a goose. I need a goose that can carry me across the entire world. I'll be on it for that. Give me a boost. Right. Um, also, Fenrir mentioned, um, I think, something I, I think you could provide a good answer for. Uh, he mentioned, he says, the art should represent the card, in my opinion. What Fenrir said. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I get, uh, kind of understand, you know, art representing the card, but does that mean representing a traditional meaning or, you know... I'm not 100% sure on that. That actually is a good question for Fenrir. So what are you referring to? Like, so representing like the name of the card or representing the book meaning of it? That's actually a good... Uh, if it's a cup, it should be a cup at least. Okay, in the so there should... Like, so if it's like a, it says it's a cup card, there should be at least, a, you know, cups in the card or... I mean, I can understand that. I can, you know, I get it. Um, but for me, I, I don't, even when I have cups cards, one of the things that annoys me about cards is when you have a card that's the uh, four of cups and there's literally four cups on it. I'm like, that's not the point. The the point for me, and again, totally just my opinion on how I read tarot. The four of cups is about emotions, foundations, the numerology of four, the the theories of four, the theories of emotions and the, the time frame of the actual Z, uh, one to 10 you know, period of time in, in a system or a process. So um, as long as the cards feel like they represent the uh, element that I associate with them, then they work for me. Yeah, and I think I, I think I kind of agree. I think for me, um, I, I think when it comes to like what's on the card, I think it should represent more um, interpretively what the meaning of the card is rather than the literal card. So for me, like one of the things that I can't, I, I can't stand is like when I get a deck and I'm pulling out the minor arcana and it's just five pentacles, four pentacles or four cups with, no, with nothing else. And it's like, that doesn't give me anything. Now, which is one of the reasons why the Rider White, I think the Rider White format works so well is because Rider White was never just four cups or just five pentacles. There was a picture and something happening, you know, while you're reading, right? Um, and uh, so you had you had the representation in there, but it wasn't solely just that representation. Yeah, and I get it. There's a lot of um, a lot of people that you know, have different feelings on that. And I think that's awesome. I mean, you, you have to read the way that works for you. Um, because doing anything different than that would, would, you know, I think take well, away yeah, from whatever you see. Exactly. 
and I'm an interpretive reader. So the thing is, is if the card doesn't give me anything to really interpret, I mean, how do you interpret four cups? You know, it's like there are four cups. If you want, I'll go to my kitchen. I'll get four cups. You tell me what four cups from my kitchen mean. To me, nothing. Um, which is why, like, <laughs> right? And which is why you're going to get drunk this weekend. That's what it means. Um, which is why I've always stuck. I, I've kind of like leaned. I, I can't say I stuck with, but I've leaned farther into oracle cards. Um, you know, I've got two tarot decks. Um, and the oracle, the, the occult tarot, I don't even use as a tarot deck. I use as an entity deck. So what that basically means is uh, if somebody wants to know what entity they should be working with or what entity is willing to work with them, then I'll use the occult, the occult tarot to pull that. And then I'll use that as a house. And every card I read from an oracle after that falls into that house of what that entity wants to work with you on. Um, those are only, those are non-live one-on-one readings, by the way. I do not do those readings live. Um, those I won't do because an entity wanting to work with you doesn't want, it's like, it's just, it just feels disrespectful. Because this, this entity is coming forward saying, I'm willing to work with you and I'm willing to work with you on these things. So if anybody wants those, those just DM me and we can set up a time for those. I already gave you one, Xerxes. Yeah, I've got to be more more appropriate. Like I've got to actually schedule time for readings each weekend and throughout the week because I'm terrible. This stuff gets going so much. So, um, but yeah, so. Uh, that's the deck, Terror Del Fuego, uh, the Tarot of Fire. There is more than one deck under that name. Um, there, this is the one that I actually do enjoy working with out of that group. So, yeah, there's there there it is. Merry Christmas. All right, so getting into the next part, which is still our good friend Billy Bob Thornton here. Um, I don't know why I'm calling Billy Bob Thornton. I just like that yeah, name, Billy Bob Thornton. There, there's just something fun about saying Billy Bob Thornton. Well, then. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, we'll give us a reading, hopefully from that deck, um, for the uh, for the week. Uh, let us know what it is that we should be doing. The last couple of weeks have been building um, on things, on like building into a project, you know, going, going all in, right? No pulling out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is not a good way to prevent pregnancy <laughs> um so let's see what let's see what this week has in store for us i can definitely say that the last couple of weeks have been 100 percent true with the things that um i was working on um one thing i've always said is about mystic and the way that he reads is that i've been reading tarot for over 20 years it's very rare when anyone in person or live can read me and do something that resonates with me. And Mystic is one of the two people that can read me and it resonates. Woohoo! All right. So we're going to do, I'm going to stick with my normal spread. We're going to do one, 
um, major for the week to see what happens. Oh my God, I have a jumper. Let's see what it is. Ah, the fool. That's a weird one to have at this point. Um, so this is the fool. I love the imagery on this one. I don't know why it makes me really happy. It's like a little fire dude. I'm like, he's just so cute. I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. So a little tarot dude. Little tarot fire dude, sorry. And then we are going to pull three miners to kind of give us what we're going to do. Oh, God, I have an ugly chihuahua on my lap. Um, if it, while I'm shuffling, I need to shuffle these a little bit extra because they have not been used in quite a while. Um, one of the things I do, uh, because I know uh, we do a tarot reading on stream, is spending specific time meditating prior to, so that I kind of set aside some energy in my brain. Um, I've been doing this for a very long time, so I've gotten really good and comfortable with kind of switching on that brain and that mindset on and off, which comes with practice, I think. Um, some people may never feel comfortable doing that, so it's all in how you want to do it. Let me give it... Two. Let's see what we get. We have... A lot of fire people. Five of chalices, cups, copas. It's got four different languages on it, by the way. I didn't mention that earlier. Chalas, cinco chalas. Yeah. yeah. We have the four of pentacles, oros, denari, deniers. Amazonium. And the knight of pentacles. Oh, God. Cavaliere de Denari, Chevalier de Deniers, or Caballo de Oras. Here we go. So this is going to be a little bit different already, I can tell, because um, in in most of these cards in your major arcana, they 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 don't all have people in them. A lot of them are very symbolic. And this all four cards have an individual in them. And we have a little bit of a run of how this is going and it's backwards so this means to me that we're kind of entering a place where we're doing things a little bit backwards we're overreaching in the beginning and not setting up the rest of what we need to make things work the right way uh the fool to me uh speaks in a way that reminds us that you know the little bag and you know in, in a, a traditional tarot the, the fool's carrying his little stick with his there's a name for it with a little bag hanging on the back um, and he basically says, like, I've got the stuff, everything I own is, is on a bag on my back, and I'm just going to take the leap, and I'm going to start going forward, and you have to do that to start. But it also kind of doesn't tell you that you already have everything that you need. You may just not know how to put it in practice. So for this week, to me, our fool is telling us right off the bat that we are ready to, to, to go ahead to the next step, but please stop and take a minute, because our five and four our five of cups and our four of pentacles is also telling us to to hold up. This is the same message as we got last week, by the way, um, in a different way. So main difference. Oh God, dog scared me. Get down. Um, the main the main way that this is talking when you get to the the zero to ten card or the one to ten cards. I'm sorry. Um, you think of it as a pathway as a as a um a, a process or a um a road a road map and the five is right smack in the middle of it right so you're going from one to ten 
um, and then you hit your court card. So on this roadmap, we're starting right out as a fool, um, meaning we may not have everything we need to do, but our five tells us in, in going from last week and the week before that we are at a point where we're stopping and we're looking at the things that are going on around us from an emotional perspective. We're thinking about how we're making people feel this week. It's important that we pay attention to the things that we're doing that are having an effect on others. So my bet is for some of us, uh, if this rings for you, um, that you have people, either family coming in, or you're gonna be doing something at work that involves multiple people or teamwork or school with teamwork. Um, and your first reaction is going to be, I hate teamwork. Please don't let, just leave me alone and let me do it. You need to pay attention to how that's affecting other people around you. And that's in your personal circle. You don't wanna to go too far out of that. Like, um, keep it kind of close in. And then our four of pentacles is talking about making sure that we have a foundation set up. So being the second card in the three card part of the draw, uh, you know, there's four total, but we're looking at the three pip cards, right? Our four of pentacles is that second card. And that is exactly how you feel about yourself. You feel like you're in control. You feel like you've created a good um, uh, uh, foundation or structure to do this next step. But if you don't pay attention to the people around you that you are affecting, that structure will be washed away by the water, just like it is in the card. Right? And then finally, we have our Knight of Pentacles in our third row. And as most people know, for me, generally speaking, our court cards, that's your knights, your knaves, your pages in some cases, queens, kings, generally represent a person that's going to be involved in this process. So for me, the Knight of Pentacles is somebody that is... Um, very uh, regimented in their process. This is somebody who um, you're going to run into and either they're going to make it more difficult for you or they're going to help you. You're going to have to address that based on how you are seeing things from emotional uh, perspective. But regardless, this person with the Knight of Pentacles, you need them. And they, they are structured. They're going to put you back on the right path. They may help you reset some things. They may provide you a tool that you need or a skill that you need or a reminder about something that you need in order to complete uh, this week out. So in summary, the things I would look out for this week are feel comfortable taking the leap into to, to doing whatever the next step is. Pay attention, though, to the people that are around you and don't leave them behind because you need them. They will make your structure fall if you don't. And then look out for this person, probably a male that's going to be around that's going to offer you some structure or some guidance. And this could be something super simple. So that's what I'm seeing for the next week. I hope it rings true for you. And if you um, feel like that doesn't help you any, that's not my problem. It's yours. So I'm not a hack. I'm just kidding. I was trying to make a funny off of what Malice says, if anybody doesn't know. All right, so now I don't hear Malice, so I don't know if it's me or him. No, it's me. Um, okay. I was muted. Um, so for me, yeah, so every time I do a reading, like, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of times that, hey, you know what? I can be wrong. And inside of that, you know, idea, you know, I always say, you know, I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not psychic. I'm not making any claims of being a medium or anything like that, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you, then I apologize. Feel free to call me a hack if you if you so wish. Because there are some people, and I've had in the past, not recently, not in the, like, the last couple of years, but, you know, in the past that they get quite upset when um, a reading doesn't oh, yeah. resonate for them. They get quite upset. Um, 
And uh, so I, I figure I just kind of put it out there after each reading that, you know, this is, you know, this is the uh, situation, you know. Um, and, you know, I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, I, I generally not. feel like I think everybody has some medium abilities. Some of us are more in tune to figuring it out quicker. I am not. I am a very uh, structured, non, you know, I've opened my brain up. It's taken a lot of work to do that, but. Um, see, I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I, I use the, I don't, I'm not a medium. I'm just saying my brain has been opened up to non-structural and abstract things that I'm not good at in general, but I, I, I really see the tarot. I do think that there's still connection there. It's not telling the future, but it does give it, even if it doesn't resonate when somebody does a tarot reading for me, it always pings something in my head. It's like, huh, I need to pay attention to that. So I need to think about that, you know, just that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three different bottles of Apothic Dark. There's only one down here, so you're lucky. Apothic Dark is fucking amazing. Buy all three of them is my suggestion. Because, like, there is not another wine that I like more right now than Apothic. And it's not because of the label. It just happens to be really cool that they have a badass label and I like it. You would be hearing me cry if, you know, it tasted like shit but looked really, really cool. Uh <laughs> it's like, God damn it, I want to drink it because it looks good. But it tastes like crap. But no, this actually tastes really good. Um, There's also Apothic Red and like a bunch of other ones. I am and Jameson and another whiskey. Rock on. All right. So it is 810. Um, we're waiting to see what's going on with Jet. Jet said that he would be about 5, 10 minutes late. Um... Let me send him a message real quick. Just ask him about his ETA. Um, yep, and I'm going to power chow for a minute because um, I'm hungry. It's all good. And we started early. But I agree. Uh, little Kuro made a good point about free will. Free will definitely has a part in it. Um, you know, a lot of times when I've read tarot, I will say, you know, this is potential future if you don't change or adjust something or if something else doesn't, you know, come in that in that middle somewhere. That's, that's literally the message I sent to him. I said, what's your ETA? That pizza looks fucking amazing. It is. Jets pizza. They're so good. Okay. Nice, nice. I actually mm -hmm. had pizza today too, but I had pizza from Little Caesars. So I'm waiting until after the interview to get like completely inebriated. I'm half a bottle of wine in, so I don't really want to get, you know, completely shit faced before we start actually having an interview. Um yeah, I might have to go get the wife to get a drink. It's just funny when you hear you say that. Um, it's even funnier to say it. <laughs> I can hear him typing. <laughs> He's logging on now. Okay, 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 okay.
So if anybody ever wants to ask a question about tarot, I'm not like the Grand Tarot Master, but I do have a ton of decks. And I'm more than happy to try to help you match with a couple if you want to see them, like on a Discord or something. So just FYI. Ooh, leaving too fast. Wow, he's quick. He's quick. <laughs> I I just sent him a message. You'll have to send me a friend's request so I can add you to the conversation. He already did that shit. <laughs> By the way, guys, if you guys are wondering, Jet is somewhat of a technological genius. Um, so yeah, we're gonna move into multi. Holy shit, Mystic, you are big. Um, that should adjust itself once we get Jet in here. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get Jet in here. Great group DM. Pop out. Okay, I see myself twice. I don't see... Uh, we're waiting for him to pull in. I don't see Mystic. We might have to adjust this. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Loading in. I think I can hear him. Not yet. Can't hear him just yet. Hear me? Yeah. No. Now. Now we hear you. We hear you now. Oh, nice. There you go. Um, oh, I see you guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, your video's not up though. Um. Let's see if I could get it going. Hold on. No problem, no problem. There is not enough vodka in this Coke. What's wrong with it? There he is. Oh, yay. Yeah, the the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> How are you, Jet? Pretty good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually quite excited about this interview, to be completely honest. And that is a very large cat you have in your lap. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a skelly. I love it. <laughs> um, so for those that don't know out there, um, so it was a one-off that I actually got Jet on the show because I ordered some clothes from Vampire Freaks, and then they <laughs> they sent me an email like, "Hey, how do how is your order? Okay, can we help you with anything?" I was like, "Actually, yeah, you could." <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get him on as, for an interview. Um, and then I, th I think like 10 minutes later, like he sent me an email. It's like, yeah, I'm down. Like, congrats on the podcast. And yeah, sure. I'm down to be on. Um, so what I kind of want to go over, like just kind of jumping into it, um, because there's a lot about you online, but very vague information about you online. Like for someone that ran a social media platform, runs a top like you know clothing website, does DJing and some of the largest goth events in New York City, um, there's very little about you online. <laughs> so, uh, well, what's the background? 
So I was doing a social networking site for a while, and you know that you know kind of blew up. And um, so I think I was a lot more active online back when we were doing a social networking site. I was more all about like social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Like ever since then, you know, I just been focusing on the store, and you know, it's been doing great. You know, we're you know, business is super great, and I think it's just been kind of. I feel a lot more productive, just kind of taking a step back from social media and just, you know, focusing on, you know, being productive Mm -hmm. and business stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I feel like I've been a little bit like off the map lately, but life is good. I can't complain. Rock on, rock on. And so talking about Vampire Freaks as a social media platform or social network, um, which I think, I think, I think Vampire Freaks was... Like actually, the last social network, not social media, and I always, I always make that distinction between the two. That when all of this started with MySpace and everything like that, it was social networking. It was a way to meet people and expand your social network, not media for consumption. And I, I think, I think Vampire Freaks was kind of like that last bastion of actual social networking. It was a place where you could actually build a community, make friends you know, that had, you know, ideas like yours. So what kind of made you pull back from that? What was like that, like uh, the straw on the camel's back? It was like, yeah, this is enough. So I feel like it kind of just had its time. Like, you know, it, it really like blew up. We had like millions of members. And I think its peak was probably around like 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we started as a social network in, in 2004 and actually i'd say like between like 2006 to 2010 was really like when it was like really like a huge trending thing and Mm -hmm. uh you know that was like the days of like myspace you know like um you know it was all about you know like connecting goths connecting alternative people and um it was great it was a ton of fun and i feel like it's kind of just one of those things that you know ran its course Mm-hmm. And um, the internet just kind of evolved and changed. And um, I think the um, kind of like the environment of the internet kind of also got scary in certain ways, you know, like mm-hmm. lots more like lots more like trolls, drama, and a lot more like concern over like uh, keeping things private to kind of yep. like protect yourselves from. Um, you know, people that might be hostile. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, um, so like, you know, like I said, it kind of ran its course. It, you know, it did great. And it was kind of like, all right, you know, it's, you know, it kind of like, you know, it had its peak and I'd like to kind of remember it as like a great thing rather than just like keep doing it, like just for the sake of doing it, even though it wasn't like as great anymore. And, um, you know, like just fo- focusing on other things that have been doing better, like our online store has been doing amazing and, you know, our events, our dark side of the con event. And, you know, um, I think even though like we were very known for the social networking site, um, we um, are doing a lot better now financially mm-hmm. the last couple of years since focusing on the online store and focusing uh, we're focusing on making our own products, like coming out with our, um, like 
custom made products that we're designing and like clothing and stuff. So, um, and I think also, honestly, like for my own personal mental health, it was uh, nice to not be running a social network with millions of people. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'd say, you know, basically those reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I have a lot of good memories on Vampire Freaks. I found Vampire Freaks before it was a social media site. Really? Uh, That's awesome, Yes. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I remember being in, like, the little hole-in-the-wall town that I lived in, in the library, on the internet, and doing searches for, like, because, like, back then, like, the internet was in its infancy, right? So, like, you know. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> pretty much yeah like those times those type of eras and so like yeah. i was really interested like when i first found like marilyn manson stuff like that i was like really into the goth culture like trust really kind of getting into it and as cool. i was doing searches vampire freaks popped up and i i remember because when i went into it it was just a site like it just had some profiles like i guess um you mentioned later on on your on the actual site there was just like some friends of yours you know, they had some, yeah. you know, pictures on there and stuff like that. Um, I remember I was obsessed with Siren Summer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had like that cool curly hair, right? It was like red yep. curly hair. Yeah, bright, bright red, like the whole kind of like fairy kind of look, goth fairy thing yeah. going on. Um, probably like so. 50 <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it was uh, it, good times. I had some really good memories on there. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you kept it alive. I, I remember you, your first clothing thing was fuckthemainstream.com. I love the right. name. <laughs> um, so it, it was definitely, I could say that, like, you know, what your site did for me and I, what I think it did for a lot of people was make us not feel so alone because most of us kind of come from places where... There's not a lot of people that were like that back then. Yeah. And, totally. you know, you know, to know that there's that one spot that you could go to online that everybody here is like me, you know, it felt like home. Um, but I definitely, yeah. I definitely understand like the whole idea of kind of like that idea of that, like, okay, it's time it's run its course. It's kind of time to kind of put things to bed, um, you know, and vampire freaks is still, alive and well if you guys like goth culture if you guys like goth clothing go buy shit from his site i just actually put in my second order <laughs> um, so yeah um most definitely now the part that i the next part that i kind of want to get into here that i think is like the meat of this all of us here in some way shape, shape or form are are, are alternatives Right. Where we're into alternative culture, alternative music, you know, all these types of things. And when we're growing up, like, I mean, I'm 35 now. Right. But I mean, I, I have no idea how old you are. Um, but, you know, so most of us it, we're adults now, but we grew up with this idea of people con constantly telling us you need to grow up. You need to stop dressing that way. You need to stop acting that way. You need to stop listening to this type of music. You're never going to be successful if you do this. Nobody's ever going to take you seriously. And here we are sitting in front of you, which essentially built an entire empire on top of the idea of what everybody around us told us was completely stupid to be into if you wanted to be successful. 
where does that where does that ambition come from? Where does that idea come from? Where does that entrepreneurial kind of like drive come from? And how has it limited you and how has it helped you? Um, so I think you're right. I think that the whole alternative thing is very limiting and like in life in general, it can be for a lot of people like, you know, trying to, you know, be, uh, succeed in certain careers and like people trying, like trying to get people to take you seriously. So I totally get that struggle. And, um, I think, um, you know, it's just, it's been like a, a gradual progression over time, you know, like Vampire Freaks has really just evolved and, um, you know, I've just been, you know, doing it for a long time. You know, I started out um, doing computer programming, you know, as my background in college. So, uh, you know, I've always been kind of a computer nerd. And, you know, like you said, back in those days, you know, like the Internet was still kind of relatively new, you know, when we yep. first started out. So I think it's, um, you know, it's been a it's been a crazy ride. You know, it's not it's, it's had its ups and downs. And, you know, just kind of, you know, I've just stuck to it. It's just, you know, always been something that I've loved. And it's, you know, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of hours. You know, the events we do, for example, um, you know, we've been doing events for like, you know, 16, 17 years now. Probably the first three years, pretty much every event lost money, I'd say, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not all, you know, like it's, it's, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people say like, you want, like, if you're going to do something that's entrepreneurial, like something that you, you want to start a business, it really helps if it's something that you're into, something that you're interested in, because it doesn't really feel like work if you enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's not really any like secret sauce to it. You know, it's just a lot of work, perseverance, but, um, uh, you're right. I mean, like in terms, like, it's nice that we've built like this nice, big, successful business off being like something else like goth and alternative, which is stereotypically not something that people succeed with. Mm -hmm. No, most definitely. I mean, I've always kind of had that kind of like a similar idea that I think that like, if you want to actually be successful in your life, you need to be true to yourself. Like yeah. for a lot of people, you know, goth culture can be a phase and they can kind of phase out of it and they can kind of move forward. But I think for some of us, it's, it's literally who we are, you know? So like when I think about myself, it's who I am, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the eyeliner, the, the, the clothing, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm still wearing, I'm wearing Jankos right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go. 30, Let's... Yeah. 34 inch, you know, rhinos is what I'm wearing. Um, and I'm wearing pink trip pants. There you go. I, I've, I've got, uh, two pairs and I got another parent away from your site. Um, I also have, I got your sweater, which I bought the last one that you had, which was the one where you modeled, um, wearing it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I got that. Um, but, uh, I've always felt that like being yourself is extremely important. So people are always surprised. So for me, I teach English to children that are four years old to 18 years old, uh, 18 years old. And That's like awesome. people that they look at me on stream, they look at like the sigil of Baphomet behind me, you know, stuff like they're like, wait a minute, you teach kids. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, 
our our silent friend down there, Mystic Salon, uh, my co-host. Um, he's actually a a nurse, a nurse, what a nurse manager you you are. There's no real good phrasing for it, so yeah, that that's that works. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. you and know, see, like, this... like for me, I've never like to me it, that there wasn't a culture to it uh, of the alternative lifestyle or just any of that. But I actually kind of gravitated toward that group of people all through middle school and high school. Cool. And it's interesting to see now, years later, what they do and how they've, you know, changed and how much of them kind of start reverting back when they, we start getting into our forties um, and start looking at <laughs> like, wait a minute, you know, I cut out a big piece of my life because somebody else told me to, and they start kind of looking at that again. So I've always, always called myself uh, alt adjacent, I think is what I called it the other day. That's cool. You know, just not part of it necessarily of the whole entire um, aesthetic and, and, and system, but that being that island of misfits toys has always been a big part nice. of all of that, I think. So, yeah. And you're right. There's that idea that, you know, it's kind of like a phase that, you know, people go through when they're young, which is, is true for a lot of people. But I've noticed that there's a trend for a lot of older people to be like goth and alternative. And a lot of our customers are, or older, whereas when we started a social networking site, most of our followers were like 18 to 21. So it, it's mm -hmm. kind of evolved and become an older crowd too, I think. It's along the same lines of, uh, and I'm, I'm just, this is how my brain works, me being mm -hmm. pagan and witch and all that stuff, and you, whoever, of, you know, magic doesn't exist. You know, you're told that you, you're first yep. into this little form. And then you get older and you either accept it and you don't find, or maybe you do find happiness. I don't know. But I would think that I wouldn't have found happiness if I would have stayed on that path of being corporate and do it right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, versus, yeah. you know what, if I like wearing uh, eyeliner or going to goth culture or wearing this or anything, I'm going to fucking do it. That's just what I'm going to do. Oh. I think that's kind of the, the interesting thing to me is when you're looking at it, you know, just, I, it would be, it would be nicer for somebody like me who I did do that, that whole stay away from it all for a while and then got get back into it versus if you don't listen to those people and just do you, it life's so much easier. Not easier, yep. it's actually not right. Life is better. It, it is better. And I mean, I look at you, Jet, I mean, you are like the epitome of like, when we think goth, you got the choker going on, you got the vampire freaks, you know, t-shirt going on. Um, you know, it's like you are the, you know, you, Dude, like, face it, you're the godfather of goth. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's, you connected so many people in the world. Like, that's a huge fucking thing, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I just never want to grow up. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think a lot of us kind of, like, are stuck with the Peter Pan syndrome, and I'm okay with that. Um I'm I'm happy being me, and I'm going to be 65 with piercings in my face and you know big janko pants and trip pants. I don't care, you know. Um, I, I think you know what did it for me was I watched um, the making of Cold Chamber's last album that they did their their reunion album, and yeah. I can't I can never remember his name, but the dude from Ministry, what the hell is his name? Um, yeah, thank you. You know, I was, I was he was he was in there. He 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 uh, he worked with them on it, and he the dude's like sixty something years old, and he's got more metal in his face than you know, like uh, like wearing a metal mask, and that sure. kind of did it for me. For me, that did it. I was like, who do 
why why do I have to stop? Why? Clothes yeah. need to be fun. You know, your style needs to be fun. And the culture that you're into, just be into it. So now we, ha- we kind of went on a rant with that. Um, but um, music-wise, so I know you DJ, but I'm going to be honest. I've never heard anything that you've done DJing. I can't find it anywhere. Okay. Where yeah. where can people find you, DJ? I want to listen to your shit, man. <laughs> I don't really post it online, but I guess I could. I mean, I used to post stuff online like a long time ago, like back when I first started. And it was more, mostly like EBM, like synth pop, future pop type stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously with COVID, you know, we didn't really have events for a long time. But we started mm-hmm. up uh, doing some events in New York again. We uh, actually, our most successful club night is actually this emo music party, believe it or not. Okay. And, uh, it's called the Black Parade, and I DJ at it. And um, yeah, it does super well. So, um, you know, we like sell out the club like every time we do it. But, nice. Uh, that's- lately and um you know dark side of the con you know we do like the standard mm-hmm. drill stuff i mean yeah. i'm more familiar with like you're the the i was it cybers cybertron cybertron, cybertron. Yeah. yeah we haven't done that in a while actually i was just talking about uh doing that again for halloween so, you need yeah. to dude you need to man right? like my ass will my, my ass will fly up there for that <laughs> nice. all right i'll put you on the guest list <laughs> there you go. There you go. Most definitely. Because um, you constantly saw Cybertron and Vampire Freaks during the social media stuff. You're right. And then, pushing all our events on there. <laughs> exactly. No, dude, I loved it. I loved it. Like, there's so many bands yeah. I found on there. So many, like, the, sadly, though, the thing was, is, like, when you started posting, like, the Cybertron stuff, like, yeah. one, it was either prior to me being old enough to go into it or two, I was no longer in the country to go there. So, (laughs) so, you know, um, but yeah, definitely dude, like post your stuff on online, like the music you do, like I want, I want to hear it. Like, you know, I like, that's why I said in the email, I've heard that, you know, Jed is a very prolific DJ. I've heard because I've never listened to your stuff because I can't find it anywhere. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so like do something. I don't know, make a MySpace page. <laughs> oh dear God. I'll make a SoundCloud, I'll be a SoundCloud rapper. There you go. There you go. Rock on. Get my loudwire uh, back out. Get my line... <laughs> um so you said the clothing is doing well. You said that you're getting into your own stuff. Like, I mean, I saw like some of the designs that you guys do. Um like as far as like your t-shirts and stuff like that, I really like the designs that you do. You said that you have an anonymous artist that does some of your t-shirts, um, which, which I think are, uh, I think like, you know, like these kind of designs right here, you know, you know, so there you go guys. Again, vampire freaks go buy clothes. (laughs) Um, so, those are really cool. So what what do you have like in the future for Vampire Freaks? Like are you just going to like be a reseller or are you really kind of go like are going to double down on like making your own styles? 
So I'm uh, really expanding the online store. Like we've got like a pretty big size warehouse space now. We've got like, uh, you know, we've been expanding our team and, you know, just uh, we've been really growing in terms of the online store, you know, getting a ton of sales lately, which is cool. And um, uh, yeah, and uh, like I said, like coming up with our own products, like we create, we recently came out with like a spider web shelf, which was like custom made for us and uh, some new mugs. We came out with some new plush toys at our own designs and we're working on some custom clothing. So um, yeah, basically just, you know, working on having our own custom products and just expand the online store. And, you know, we're still doing events. Our, uh, our annual three-day convention, Dark Side of the Con has been, you know, really doing amazingly well. So I mm -hmm. uh, got the chance to, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. That's, oh, so I got yeah. a picture, um, uh, you know how like Vampire Freaks, the social network, like, you know, it had like its heyday, like its peak, yep. where, like it was just like such a good vibe and like everybody on there was super cool. Um, that's kind of like, I've kind of pictured like Dark Side of the Con being like the real life version of that, which is okay. actually really cool. Like it's a really great vibe. Like everybody that goes there is like, you know, very accepting and alternative and we have like awesome bands. And, um, yeah, so it's been super great. So, you know, I definitely am super psyched about having that again next year. I'm excited for you to get that stuff started back up again. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, people have definitely been desperate for that kind of connection, especially in the culture, you yeah. know. Um, there's a lot of people I've talked to that, would love for you to come back out with the the social network. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> everybody's like, bring it back. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have any like plans of making pants? Like, yeah. like actually, we have some pants currently in production that we're coming out with probably in the next couple months. Oh, I'm I'm there for that. I am totally fucking there for that. Nice. <laughs> Most definitely. Out. We're starting a new clothing line for it. Um, it's called uh, Sam Hain, kind of like the the pagan uh, precursor to Halloween. Well, yep. it's pronounced Samhain, but you know it's spelled yep. Sam. So uh, that's gonna be like our new clothing brand that we're working on, and it's gonna be like custom pants and stuff. I am excited. I am excited for that. I'm excited for that. So when, when it comes to the entrepreneur side of things, all right, getting back on track here. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest, you know, to alternatives out there that want to stay alternative, but want to go into business for themselves with X, Y, Z thing? Like, what would you throw out there for them to say, like, this is probably like the key thing you need to focus on for yourself. So, um, hmm, I'd say definitely like trying to do anything. I think alternative is a struggle to um, profit initially. So, you know, don't get discouraged if it's not successful for the first couple of years. I think um, like a lot of businesses, you know, like, you know, just keep sticking at it. And I think a lot of it has to do with just, you know, like keep going and going, even if it might not be doing initially well, especially, you know, like I see that a lot with like, 
event promotions and businesses in general, like you can't expect instant success. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd say, you know, that'd be my advice is, you know, take it one step at a time. Don't try to go too big, too fast. Cause that also can be a downfall because, mm-hmm. you know, you could end up in a ton of debt and you know, that's never fun. So um, just try to grow gradually and keep at it. I'd say. Okay. How do you feel about, so for specifically people that want to get into clothing, how do okay. you, how do you feel about like, you know, um, the make to order websites, you know, things like Redbubble and stuff like that, that like you can upload a design and then you can put it on a bunch of different merch at the same time. And then they basically print it out when somebody orders it and sends it out. Like, do you think that that's a viable option for people getting into clothing or what's your feeling on that? Um, I think it's cool for starting out to test things out um, in terms of trying to make it as like income to live off of. That would be tough because those types of sites, you know, um, the profit margins are really low because mm-hmm. it's to order. So, um, but it's a great way to like, you know, test out design, see if people would be interested in them. But I think if you want to actually um, you know, try to, you know, make money off clothing mm-hmm. and designs and stuff. That's probably not super profitable. I, I can personally say it's not super profitable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a graphic designer, you come up with crazy ideas. You're like, oh, that'd be cool on a shirt. So throw it on there. Yeah. And then, you know, you're lucky if you get 20, 30 bucks a month off of it. So, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, somebody might be spending like $25 on a shirt and then, you know, you're only getting like $2 from that $25 purchase. So Mm -hmm. margins are kind of low on it. Yeah, it is most definitely. Um, And how do you how do you feel about like so here in 2021? um, How do you feel about goth culture right now? I mean, do you think it's still strong and alive or do you think like it's still waning? Like, how do you see it? Um, I think it's still strong and alive. I mean, I think um, it's a lot more uh, accepted in the mainstream and to the average person. Uh, I know, like, when I first got into goth, it was kind of, like, not really, like, known. Like, you know, you'd walk Mm -hmm. down the street, people would kind of, like, think you're a weirdo or, like, be kind of afraid because it was just, like, different. But I think, um, you know, nowadays, you know, you, you might still get like looks, but I think it's a lot more accepted. Like people know what goth is. Mm-hmm. So um, there's not as much of a stigma, I don't think. And um, I mean, you know, I think in terms of music, you know, there's a lot of new goth bands, you know, that are out, which is cool. I feel like there's not as many industrial bands as goth bands in terms of new bands lately, which yeah. is interesting. Um, three and, teeth is good though. Three teeth is fucking amazing. Yeah, I love three teeth. They're amazing for sure. And um, in terms of goth fashion, I think that's bigger than ever. You know, there's a lot of people that you know wear goth clothes that are not even really goth. We sell like a ton of clothes to like people that are into like hip hop and like mm-hmm. people that are just like into all kinds of cultures because like. Um, I think the goth fashion has kind of infiltrated like very different um, avenues and other different subcultures, which is kind of cool. 
I, I definitely has. I mean, I actually like. I'm going to be honest. Like, um, I, off your site, what I bought, I bought two things. Um, I bought the um, shock pants, black and white, from Trip, and oh. I bought the um, uh, the Kill Star that hoodie that's really, really long. Um, nice. and that's definitely inspired by hip hop style. Yeah, like, for sure. There's a lot of crossover. I think like specifically with fashion i think there's a lot of crossover between goth and hip-hop now and i think it's pretty cool personally like it's you know they call it like you know dark street or goth street and um yeah so you know that's been you know really good for business and i think it's been good for kind of just promoting goth fashion well i think i think bands that are helping that would be like you know ghosty main um josh a imj kill uh, you yeah. know yeah, though those guys definitely I mean Suicide Boys, those guys definitely hit on that like that darker side of like, you know, hip hop styling, you know, yeah. where it's like like I I watch them. I, I'm very eclectic in my music styles and I, I listen to anything and everything. And when I heard like Ghosty Mane for the first time, dude, I, I felt almost ex as excited listening to Ghosty Mane as I did listening to Marilyn Manson the first time back in like, you know, the late 90s. Um, and so I think that that fusion is really starting to kind of hit and cross over into the fashion. I definitely agree with you. I think it's definitely going to be you know, that's going to be like the high fashion market. I think for like the next, you know, a good five years is, yeah. you know, those types of styles. Like I noticed you're even carrying joggers, you know, on, you know, vampire freaks, you know, at first, when I first saw him, I was like, wait, what joggers. <laughs> like... That's true. Like, I feel like a few years ago, joggers were not really cool, but now that it's like they're trending, you know, and they're so comfortable. So, I mean, that's cool, you know? Yep. Most definitely. They're comfortable. And like when you get a bunch of shit hanging off of the sides, you know, it kind of helps, right. you know, with the yeah, aesthetic. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so, I guess, you know, I really, I expected that to last a lot longer. <laughs> Like my question line, because I went through it and I, I had a lot a lot of questions and it, it really went through it. Uh, you're very concise with your answers, so I appreciate that. Cool. Um, I guess personally speaking, to those that are older, right? Again, I don't know how old you are. I'm 35. Um, or something like that. Did you say 400 something? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, you know, like I said, the man, the myth, and the legend. There's a reason for that. Um, so, what would you say to somebody our age that's like, dude, I miss the fashion. I want to get back into it. You know, should I get back into it? Um, I think you know, really, like, I personally view fashion as kind of like an expression of what you would like to look like. So I think, I don't even know like if it should be like a question. Like, I, I don't think I would really like tell somebody, hey, you should dress goth. Like either you want to dress goth or you don't want to dress goth. Like, I'm not going to like convince you to dress goth if you don't want to. So. <laughs> all right. So all right. I'm like, but at the same time, like if you think it looks cool, like, and you know, don't let, uh, 
like don't feel hesitant because like you're afraid like oh people are gonna like think i'm weird or whatever like if that's what makes you happy then go for it you know like i think you know like well you know like they said you know you only live once and like you know like you know live your best life like you want to you know look cool like i know um i saw this meme it was like you should uh dress yourself like you would dress your video game avatar because <laughs> uh you know like your video game avatar you want it to like super cool so like you know why not like dress yourself like the way you'd like to to be yourself you know uh-huh exactly exactly no most definitely no i mean well that's the kind of like like, like the, that's like the point that like i hit like so when i was like in my late 20s um you know i had a kid um i had my first son uh, he's he's gonna be seven this year nice. um you know so like he's like you know the apple of my eye. i love i love him to death um and i was like i had this immediate kind of like feeling like and living in mexico because mexico is a very conservative place um gotcha. in their ideas it's, it's very catholic very conservative um and i initially thought like okay i need to be this thing that's not me in order to succeed here and obviously i figured out that that wasn't true because if you look at me now like i am nothing like the way that i looked like you know like five years ago um yeah. but it got to a point where i actually fell into like a really bad depression because of the clothing like I'm not even bullshitting. Like because of the clothing, I actually fell into like depression because I didn't feel like me anymore. You know, I was always, you know, into kickwear and in, you know, to Janko and to trip and you know, stuff like that. You know, back then, I mean, I think like the other only other band was like lip service, which has kind of like disappeared off the map now. Um, yeah. um, but I actually fell into fell into a depression. Like I didn't, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to do anything. And, yeah. you know, after like I started at the end of last year, um, first I bought like the Jankos because the Jankos fell to 50% for God's sake, guys. I mean, Jankos are like $300 a fucking pair right now. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like these, uh, these things, these fucking things I'm wearing right now, these are 300 yeah. bucks. Wow. <laughs> I got them for 150. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so you know, but I'm not gonna lie, the moment that I put them on, I, I actually felt good about myself again. Oh. You know, yeah, so know even though go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know like when, you know, I used to have like corporate jobs, you know, doing like computer programming thing, like I was like, you know, it was like, you know, a corporate thing. Like, it, there's, it's kind of like an unspoken dress code. And like, I would just like constantly get in, uh, written up or like, you know, they'd take me aside and talk to me. Hey, uh, you can't wear platforms and fishnet sh shirts on your, on your arms when you're at work because you're distracting people. And it's like, so, um, it sounds more yeah. like their problem than it is mine. <laughs> I know. So, you know, I've definitely, you know, had that struggle, um, you know, particularly like in the workplace to, you know, to the point where now I'm like super like anti-dress code anything. And it's mm -hmm. funny because um, 
when we hire people, uh, people always ask us if there's a dress code. And I'm like, why would you ask if there's a dress code? <laughs> Do you I not see that- what we sell? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, we're like always super anti-dress code. And actually, um, like we also don't like necessarily only hire goth people. Like we hire people that are just like, you know, dressed normal. Like that's, that's fine. And like, well, that's the point of the culture, isn't it? Right. Is acceptance, right? That's always kind of been the point. Like you accept people for who they are and you don't judge them. They don't have to be like you to be part of the culture or the community. Exactly. And like, you know, so sometimes I wonder, like, are they asking if they have to dress goth? <laughs> it's kind of like a, a weird, like reverse dress code. But, yeah, right. Um, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's all about like accepting people and, you know, being comfortable in your own skin and, you know, just expressing yourself. I mean, that was, that was the thing that like, you know, got me into goth culture starting out. There was a website that I think is even still up now called goth.net. And it was literally just an information website. That's literally what it was. Um, And it told you what like the perception of goth was in different places. And that the primary thing was just, you know, finding beauty where other people don't see it you know, being accepting of all people, you know, regardless of, you know, what their walk of life is, you know, and that message to like the progressive version of myself at 15 years old was like, holy shit, you know, this is everything that I want to be, you know? Um, And yeah, it just kind of led into everything else. And that's about the time I found, you know, vampire freaks before it was social media um then i even i remember when you changed it over to being like an open platform where you can make a profile like i remember the first time going back there um and seeing that i could make a profile i was like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess it's the things that you don't see when you're behind the keyboard running the thing right you know like you don't really see kind of like you know what it actually does for people i'm not trying to convince you to bring it back up i'm just telling you my story that's it um no, I I re- it. and you know it was great like you're right like we touched you know a lot of people and a lot of people you know met their spouses and got married and had kids from people they met on vampire freaks and, and you know it's awesome to actually like make a difference in people's lives like that so you know even though we're not doing it anymore like you know i, I think it's cool that well, I mean, there's it. always going to be somebody that's going to take the reins, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you yeah. don't want to do any more. Like, it's it's kind of run its course. I mean, I'm starting one. There's probably a few other people that are trying to start one. Most most of them, sadly, are based around dating. Um, I don't want to base mine around that. I want to base mine around community, about meeting people that are interested in the same music and style and shit like that as you. Um, yeah. You know, kind of bring it back. I even found the old font that you used for the logo, dude. like so um i'm even using that in like i'm using that in my logo it's the old font like it i promise guys it's not a rip off it's just (laughs) nothing's gonna compare to what vampire freaks is and was um i'm just like what's the url it's alt it's (laughs) altfreaks.com Hey, that's a good domain name. Congrats on that. 
Yeah, it it, apparently it is valued around like at purchase like three thousand dollars, right? Nice. Um, I'm yeah. renting the fucking thing for like eleven bucks a year, like so. <laughs> I didn't even need to rent domain names. Yeah, so um, yeah, I gotta pay GoDaddy like X amount like every month for it. So, uh, oh, I see. okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, eventually I'll get around to buying it. I can buy it directly through them, but I do need a, like forty five hundred bucks. But you know that that'll be like if and when it picks up, you know. Yeah. So, um, but right yeah. now it's just like how yours kind of started out. It's just a few friends' profiles, you know, that are on there. I'm pushing it, but I still think that there's a space in the market for it. Um, for as volatile yeah. as the internet is, I still think there's a space for something like that. People are crying out for it. Um, I'm not going to do premiums or anything like that. It's just like, just use the goddamn thing, you know? Um, you know, so, um, I always wanted a premium membership on your site at the time. Could never buy one. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm I'm making up for it by buying clothes from you. Uh, (laughs) well, I mean, you know, I figured the thing is, is like, I, I never met you prior. Obviously I don't know you. Um, but I figured I have so much appreciation for what you did that instead of buying directly from trip, instead of buying directly from, you know, kill star, stuff like that, you know, if you have what I'm looking for, then I'm going to buy it from you, you know? So I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to push, I'm going to, I'm going to push you, you know, um, the next purchase I'm going to make is probably going to be some like shirts that are your designs. Um, the only thing I would ask you to do is beanies like this and flat brims hat flat brim hats like this that even if it just says vampire freaks because me as a streamer and as a podcaster people see yeah. me from here up ah okay that's a good idea we actually so, were talking about uh one of the product ideas we were talking about is beanies so I, I yeah like that so if I'm going to push you, I need something people yeah. are going to be able to see. All right, we'll make it happen. We'll hook you up with a beanie. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, thank you for everything that you've done in the culture. Thank you for what you keep doing. Um, you've been certainly influential to me and for a lot of other people that I have met through social media that, you know, just when they see my old pictures and they see that it says vampire freaks in the corner, you know, they're like, dude, you're on vampire freaks. (laughs) It's still, it's still a social thing, man. Like people see that stuff. They're like, wait, you were into that. Like, no, we're, I am into that, you know? So, um, most definitely. And for the, um, 3,000 and something people that we have that listen in the uh, pre-recorded. If you have any questions, shoot them up. I'll shoot Jed an email. Shoot them up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we'll see, you know, when Jed has some time, either getting him back on for a second second run um, or if he'll answer them through an email and I'll answer you guys in the next podcast of what he says. Um, I'm hoping that this is the beginning of a long-term kind of friendship here. Um, you know, uh, a connection at some point. Uh, so yeah, most definitely, man. 
Uh, where do you want people to look for you, dude? Like, like tell the people, man, what, what is it you're doing, where they can find you, what it is that you're doing. Obviously we've been talking about your, your website for the whole time here. You know, what else you got going on? Um, honestly, you know, uh, I'm just always working on, you know, the Vampire Freaks website. So uh, in terms of finding me personally, I mean, like I said, I've been kind of like not super active on social media. Honestly, I kind of just like burned out on the social media thing. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I don't know, like, I just feel like it's a lot. I personally feel a lot healthier, you know, mentally and physically and more productively just Mm -hmm. not being on social media very much but um i do have an instagram it's jet vf if you want to follow me i you know i don't post super often but you can check it out <laughs> and um yeah i mean um but you know in terms of like what i do you know just vampirefreaks.com you know business has been doing super well and uh, darksideofthecon.com is our big three-day um goth convention in new jersey which is coming up in uh april so um mm -hmm. and you know if you come to the convention i'm around all the time you know feel free to come up and say hi you know like i mean like just run around the whole time and like i'm i'm there so i will i will attempt that i will probably be more around if you do a cybertron for halloween i'll probably be around for that oh really you'd come out of new york yeah. for that i would definitely dude i would drop whatever the hell it is that i got going on for that because before, like, I have a bucket list. You know you're old, guys, when you're talking about a fucking bucket list. Um, okay? I have a bucket list of shit that I've wanted to do, and a few of them I've actually been able to do. So, for example, see Cold Chamber Live in Concert. I did that in a bar in Mexico City. I actually got to meet Dez from Cold Chamber. Um, good times. I got to meet, you know, Corey Taylor. I got to meet Marilyn Manson. I got to see Marilyn Manson. I don't know how many times live. That's and cool. one of the things on my bucket list is to go to a Cybertron. Nice. Right? Because you right. hyped it up so goddamn much on the website, man. Like, you know, it's like, how could you not want to go to one? You know, <laughs> especially when you started seeing some of the fucking names that you're pulling in. Like, I mean, you're pulling in like, you know, um, God, I hate being old. My brain doesn't work like it used to. Um what uh combi you're pulling in combi christ you know fucking um not susie and the banshees but a band that was like very similar to them you know you're pulling in some really big names in the goth scene for that you know to like play at the, you know at those events and so it's like how could you not want to go to a cybertron you know and then obviously you yourself djing like always always without fail at a cybertron um, you know, it's like one of those things that like, whether you knew it or not on your own website, there were people that were talking about how to get to one, how to get the money to get to one, to get to a Cybertron. That's funny. <laughs> like we had groups oh. dedicated to it. <laughs> nice. Um, oh. so, um, definitely before I die, I need to go to a Cybertron. Yeah, do it. So, yeah, um, you know, you guys definitely should like for like, at least for Cybertron, you definitely should like hook up with uh, Apothic um, wine. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah, dude, these guys are fucking awesome. 
Apothic wine. They've got Apothic. They got Apothic dark, Apothic red. Like, dude, like this one, like with, I, I swear to God, Chad, this is not sponsored. I just really love this wine. Um, okay. <laughs> um, this one right here, the Apothic dark is fr red fruits with coffee and chocolate. Nice. And the more you drink it, the more you love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Dude, it's I vampire wine. Like the there's this brand vampire wine that you I have had it. Wine yep. sponsor. I got it through um, actually hot topic. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna comment on the taste of the wine. But <laughs> the bottle was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but, uh, Boxed yeah, wine yeah. tastes better. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Good stuff. Um, but it was it was uh it definitely like the uh, the the aesthetic of it was like right there. You know, is oh, where it was yeah, supposed yeah, to be. Sure. You know, um, I tried it once, and there's a reason I only tried it once. And this is me saying it, not Jet. It just so happens that I tried it and he also tried it and I can say something about it because they never gave me free bottles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> but you felt more goth drinking from it. <laughs> yeah, the bottle was cool. So, but no, this one, these guys actually put the time and effort into actually making it taste good. Nice. Um, so the red is definitely a little bit lighter, a little bit more like, kind of like a little bit softer, I would say. Um, and the bottle is actually a lot cooler, a lot more intric intricate when it comes to, um, the Apothic red. I've, I've actually have them as candle holders. Um, oh. yeah, but as far as flavor is concerned, I personally do like the Apothic dark more. This is my third bottle that I've bought in a week. Um, and I just really like what every time I kind of like, I take a swig off of it, there's like, like that touch of like, you know, chocolate and coffee. Like you can just kind of get that in there and it's just really, really nice. And obviously the aesthetic fits, right? So talk to them, apothic.com, right? Like once they realize who the fuck you are, they're going to be sending you boxes and boxes of their shit. Um, <laughs> Because, I mean, that's their aesthetic, right? That's the direction they're going. They're trying to target people like us. That's the thing, right? Yeah. So why would they not want to work with you, right? So they have a halfway decent wine that isn't that expensive available for people, you know, because it costs, Mystic, for you in U.S. dollars, I'm in Mexico, everything's in pesos. How much is a bottle of Apothic for you, like 25, 30 bucks? Nah, probably 12 to 15. 12 to 15? Okay. Yeah. So twelve to fifteen dollars a bottle, and it's actually halfway decent. Like oh, I yeah, spend a little like bit. Five star in Florida. Yeah. So like I um, <laughs> did. You seriously just take a temperature reading of your room? Yes. Our air conditioner is out, <laughs> and it's ninety degrees. Yes, I did. Oh damn! So okay. I don't know if you've ever. I don't know if you're into games yet, but he just literally pulled out like a, a thermal reader. <laughs> Oh, I saw like the forehead reader for yeah October. the for, for, <laughs> dude I had the whole set don't I don't 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 even I had the whole set <laughs> forehead before he went to Disney World and shit yeah yeah pretty much pretty much 
Um, yeah. I got I so I got another question for you, Jet. So, um, some of your your family life is public. Um, whatever you have, you know, released to the public. Um, your son. Um, your uh, I remember your girlfriend and your separation from your girlfriend. Um, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is obviously your son's going to be a bit older now, right? Um, I think older than my son. My son's going to be seven this year. Um, yeah, my son's fifteen now. There you go. Um, yeah. How has your career choice in working in online fashion and just goth culture? How has that affected him? Has that affected him positively, negatively? Um, how do you see it? Or not at uh, all? So I think that um, he kind of has gone through phases. Like when he was probably up until like eight, like he, I think like he really kind of like thought that I was super cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I think uh, probably like nine or 10, he starts like kind of like, trying to like fit in more with his friends and uh, and like he'd be kind of like oh okay uh, my dad's maybe my dad's a little bit weird actually <laughs> and um now he's kind of like um actually like wanting to be like an entrepreneur so i think like that's kind of like inspiring. nice so i think that's pretty cool but um mm yeah he's a super good kid like he is like so well behaved and does well at school like i was like a total nightmare when i was his age so it, it's cool that he's got uh even head on his shoulders and he's like really mature but um i'm married now so that's cool congratulations yeah. congratulations thank man thank you and uh yeah i was just talking to my wife today about how like she's like oh you know you're so cool and I was like, yeah, I wish my son thought I was cool. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, you know, of course, like, you know, I love my son to death and he loves me. But like, I think like to him, like, I'm just kind of like this like weirdo dad and like not like really cool in his eyes. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's a good kid. We have a really good relationship. I, I think I think what happens, or at least what I'm seeing with my son um, yeah. is like when they grow up with a father that is alternative alternative is no longer like super cool like for us like super like yeah. alternative was super cool because it wasn't around us right yeah you know you know for me i've got tapestries all over my office of like skeletons you know and the devil cards and tarot cards and the you know this stuff and i dress the way that i do and my son is into Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I got it. I, I think you're right. Like, it's not as cool when your parents are into it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just like one of those things like, oh, yeah, my dad's into this. So, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, I mean, I know like a lot of parents where like their kids are like mega goth and they were kind of inspired by their parents. So I guess it could go either way, you know? Yeah, exactly. So um, in the chat, um, we have a comment that says, uh, the dude looks like he's 20. <laughs> so you look like you're 20, apparently. Sweet. <laughs> you, you don't, you, I mean, you have to be older than me because you started the website and I found the website when I was like in my teens. So you have That's to true. be older than I am. Um, and, and you do, 
you know, look very young. Grant you, I for this interview, I watched a few of the like you used to have like Vampire Freaks TV was the thing you tried to do. I, oh, I saw that. We had like a YouTube series. I mean, yes, you the, did. Call it the Freak Show, and it was yep. a ton of fun. And I think it was just like I've tried so many different projects, and like not all of them. Like I just don't have enough time to do it all. But it was a lot of fun, and you know, I wish I had actually stuck uh, to doing that. But, um, so, yeah, it's cool. here's a question. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a control freak? Um, so that's actually been like one of my struggles, uh, as an entrepreneur is like, you have to kind of, um, learn to delegate tasks cause you really can't mm -hmm. do it all yourself. Right. So, um, but, um, you know, I've, it took me a long time to figure out that, I can't do it all myself, <laughs> but you, I think, um, naturally I am a bit of a control freak. I like to do it all myself. I like to have everything done just a certain way, but, um, in order to like grow a business and scale it, you really like, you eventually learn that you can't do it all yourself and you have to just trust people to do, you know, to do a job and like have it, you know, turn out well. I, I definitely agree because I think one of the consensus, like not consensus, but one of the ideas among us, I would, I guess I'll say vampire freaks because the ones that were on your site as members, yeah. um, a lot of us kind of at the very end, when you shut down the site, talked about why it shut down. Oh, and, I got that. and some people were mad. They were like. Why don't you just give it to somebody else? You're so selfish. Yep, that was that was the idea. Like, just give it to somebody else to run it. And like everybody was saying, oh, he just doesn't want to give it to somebody else to run the damn thing. You know, yeah. he just wants to shut it. And I was just kind of like, I think what he said in his last kind of like goodbye post on the site was what it is. It's like, this is it, guys. You know, um, it's yeah. and it was tr I think it was true because the thing is I started to notice the community started to change the type of people that were on the site started to change you know yeah. it, it wasn't people that you really wanted on the site um you know problem it, it started getting a lot of negativity a lot of trolls and I think the whole premise behind vampire freaks uh which as you were saying it was like designed to be a social network where you can meet other people across the world Exactly. Not just, not just communicate with your inner circle of friends you know in real life. Exactly. So, um, when, you know, we start again and like, you know, the negative people and the trolls and whatnot, it kind of kills that aspect because um, it was designed so you can pretty much message anybody or communicate with anybody on the site. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, people are able to do that um, in a negative way, then it's, you know, it just ruins the vibe. Yeah, I mean, you definitely you start to get you know the haters on there. You get start to get the trolls on there. You start yeah. to get the people that are explicit in certain ways that where they shouldn't be explicit, saying things that they shouldn't be. Certain people I had friends come to me saying that you know there are people saying these things, and you know, and, uh, and not only that, but like it, you know, it makes me look bad because mm -hmm. it's my website, even though like I'm not the one like. You know, no, I get it. And and the thing is, is I don't, yeah, I don't look at you badly for anything. You ended it where you should have ended it. And instead of trying to, you know, mitigate 
you know, the troll activity that was increasing on the site, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, man, this is kind of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, right, you know, and um, I think, um, like I said, it was just, you know, it ran its course. Like, it's one of those things, like, you know, some of my favorite, like, cartoons, for example, had their mm -hmm. heyday, you know, they were, you know, I was huge into Ren and Stimpy back in the 90s, and, like, it was everywhere back then, but now, you know, in a way likes it anymore it's not that it's not that it got bad it just like you know had its day right of course yeah exactly so i think that's kind of what happened with the social networking site you know like you know just like myspace it, it was kind of like designed to be an alternative to myspace and like we mm -hmm. all know what happened to myspace so yeah. um and, and at the same time i still wanted to keep the vampire freaks brand because we're still a company, we're still doing stuff. Yep. We're just not doing the social network and say anymore. So yeah, like exactly. Well, I'm glad you kept the name because it makes it a hell of a lot easier to find you. Um, right. You know, so it's yeah, it's definitely I definitely kind of like appreciate that part of it. But I des I definitely kind of agree with you because I guess the best word to use is it got stagnant to a point. You know. Yeah. Totally. You know, and it's like you got to kind of understand where something needs to end and something else needs to start. And that's just how business works. As an entrepreneur myself, I have a clothing brand. You know, I have the podcast. I have my stream. You know, I have a lot of stuff that goes on online. You know, you know, there's just a point where you just kind of have to understand. All right. That's it for this thing. You know, that's, you know. I appreciate the people that supported it. I appreciate the time that you've put into it. You know, enjoy what you've gotten out of it. You know, it's always yeah. going to be a good memory, you know, but the internet is not eternal unless you go to Wayback Machine. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Um, so I, I have no animosity, malice, or bad feelings towards you for ending it as an entrepreneur from one entrepreneur to another. I completely understand it. And even cool. as a user of your site, like I can, I, I felt it, you know, like, um, I would make a profile on there, like, cause my old profile, my original one, like I forgot the password, the email, fucking everything. Um, and then I went back and I made another profile and it didn't have this, like, not because of the site itself, but because of the people on it, it didn't have the same vibe. And then I would go back to the profile and check it out, see what was going on. And so I definitely feel the vibe, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, we need to get sure. the bigger and bigger things. Right. And yeah, exactly. if you're doing pants, dude, I am totally fucking there. Um, <laughs> so like pants are a big thing for me. Um, shirts. It's depending like on, on the design. Um, so this is actually a design I did um, for a company here in Mexico called anti-fashion. Um, so here, let me see if I can show it to you. I don't know how this is going to pick it up, but. All right, cool. Oh, um, right. so basically they're basically kind of doing anti-fashion is doing kind of like their thing with t-shirts and like skateboarding and stuff like that down here in Mexico. Um, nice. and so I came up with just like a random shit from and they're like oh cool we like it because i met the owners of the company at a b2b kind of like summit kind of thing for clothing down here That's um cool. 
and I sh just shot them some some of my designs, and out of like the, the 15 designs I shot them, they decided to use this one. Um, you know, little self promotion chat. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, so t-shirts are kind of like a thing. Like, if like, yeah. what for example, like what you're wearing. I think it says Vampire Freaks on the top part. No, it's like, it's one of our designs, though. It's uh, called Love Never Dies. It's like the skeleton lovers. Okay. Yeah. If you get something that has vampire freaks on the top, I'll grab it. Again, because I'm always streaming. Like, so, like, people see me from here up. So if you get vampire freaks on the top and something like a beanie or a hat, I am there, man. I will buy that shit. Because I was thinking about buying, like, your mystery pack of shirts. But, like, yeah. when I look at your shirts, I don't see your logo anywhere. And it's like, so one of the things that regardless of whether or not a company gives me something, what I like to do, if I really am passionate about the company, I like yeah. to rep the company, right? All right. So, well, you know what? You can let me know when you place an order and we'll hook you up with a shirt that says Vampire Freaks across the top. All right. Rock on. Rock on, we'll man. Make it I'll let you. I'll let you know when I get the when I do the next one because there's gonna be another one, so that's that's guaranteed. So, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I just I mean I just put an order in today for the pants and the hoodie. Uh, I oh, forgot really? the. Oh, I could yeah. probably try to do something in there for you. Yeah, so I just did it today, like a couple oh, of like yeah. I'd, I'd say maybe like four hours ago. Oh, um, nice. all right. Send me like a reminder email. I'll hook you up. So. Yeah, so the only thing I forgot to do, because you guys sent me an email afterwards, like, hey, put this thing for a free mug in there. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, I, I forgot to do that. Uh, we'll send you a free mug, too. We'll hook you up. Just I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Cool. Um, So, yeah, I actually emailed Where them back. I, <laughs> I was like, yo, I forgot that. Can you do me a solid and throw it in oh, there? Yeah. Uh, we told we hook people like, like we're really good about customer service and like we really take pride in that like we respond to people's emails you know like then a business day and um like, look yeah. and i'll i'm gonna be honest okay so i living in mexico everyone is listening to me living in mexico it is yeah. very difficult to get people that do different shipping options so I remember the one thing that I ordered from Blackcraft Cult was this hat, which was the Antichrist hat, and I ordered a mask, which was like the the pentagram mask. Okay. And unfortunately, because of how Mexico works, um, a lot of packages can get lost in shipping if it doesn't have a tracking number. They yeah. just, boop, gone. Um, it's just how it works down here. I'm not saying anything about anybody. It's just, it is what it is. And I had to fight with these guys to send it to me a second time because the hat and the mask that I ordered was six months in customs. Wow. So I told them, I was like, guys, it's not going to get here. It's not going to yeah. leave customs. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't know what to do. Like I, and these aren't cheap. These are $40 fucking hats. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and the mask was like 25 bucks. And I told them, I was like, help me out here. And they're like, we will resend it to you one time. If you lose it, that's it. And it's like yeah. offer. I told them I do. It's not that I want you to resend it to me. 
offer other shipping op options other than U um, USPS. Because the tracking numbers that you have for the United States Postal Service do not transfer over internationally. Because really? nobody nobody gives a shit. Yeah, use yeah. DHL, UPS, FedEx. Yeah. Don't use the United States Postal Service for international orders. Uh, we've actually had issues with UPS International lately because of the high customs fees. Uh, we've noticed that there's like really high customs fees at UPS. Oh, right God, now. yeah. When, so when I bought... Hold on a second. I'm not wearing it because it's hot as shit here right now. But when I bought this, okay? Go on. Right? There it is nice right here. This is, right? It's an amazing sweater. I love this thing. It's so soft. Nice. <laughs> this is from Vampire Freaks, guys. Okay. Woo! All right. Shop exactly, right? Gotta plug it. Um when this stuff came, this in my pants, I had to pay I think it was like something like 80 bucks. Oh, ouch. At the door. Yeah. Was it UPS? <laughs> Yeah, it was I always go through UPS because like the the DHL option is like way too like it's significantly higher. Oh really? So that's yeah. why we prefer to not use UPS because of the customs fees. But you're saying you prefer UPS International? I prefer it because the thing is is the initial charge because okay, so when I do a purchase, I do a purchase through PayPal paying for. Which basically okay. means they break PayPal pays you, but they break up the payment for me into four uh, four payments oh, over two oh, weeks, right? right after, yeah, uh -huh, exactly. So yeah. I do that, so it reduces my payment per per two weeks, gotcha. right? That I have to make um, because I'm dude, we're buying pants that are over a hundred dollars, right? You know, so it's like. You know, and I run I run a YouTube channel and a podcast, right? I'm not exactly, you know, rolling in it. <laughs> but I'm doing okay. I'm happy I'm happy where I am. Like I'm not complaining. I'm very happy where I am because I can at least I can have these things. Which guys, nice. I swear to God, this thing is so soft. Like, <laughs> like it's amazing. Um so I actually bought bags today to wash it. Like I read in the comments oh. that somebody actually asked you guys how to wash this thing so it didn't get destroyed, and yeah. so I actually bought the uh, the mesh bags to wash it in. Nice. Uh, you're back trying to get sound. All right, good. So my co-host kind of like he's in Florida, so he had a storm and he lost power, which is why you don't see him below. Um, okay. but guys, if you're gonna buy anything, Gothic alternative graphic tees. Um, shit for your your house, okay. Vampire freaks has got it. Like, and as you heard yet today, like they're adding more stuff to it. Um, so just do it. And I'm gonna be honest. There are some times that you will find trip pants cheaper on Vampire Freaks than you will on actual trip. <laughs> so the pair. Actually, Trip yelled at us for us. <laughs> they actually did. So, um, so yeah, we're technically not really supposed to do that. But, you know, there's, there's like, discount codes, for like, 10% off. And we always have some sort of sales going on. So, um, and like I said, you know, we, we try to hook people up with, like, customer service and all that. Hey, Jet, you're doing awesome, man. You're doing awesome. 
Awesome. Thanks. You know, so um, I was hesitant on buying from your site at the beginning because I wasn't sure what was going on with you at the very beginning. Yeah. So anybody that's out there that's hesitant to purchase from him, understand that I was in that boat and I bit the bullet. The shipping is faster. And I'm not going to lie. The shipping is a lot faster. Literally, like the next day from my order, I got a tracking number instead of three, four days later. Um, the fact that you can message them directly from store at vampirefreaks.com and ask any question or doubt that you have is amazing. You can't do that with any other site. Okay. The amount of merchandise that they have is ridiculous. Um, they've got Alchemy Gothic. They've got Trip. They've got, you know, um, Killstar. Kill so all the major brands in the modern Gothic scene that you would possibly want to buy, they have. Um, and sorry, but if you're using Honey, there is a discount code that activates in Honey for about 10% off. So... That's true. <laughs> so do it because I know that the trip pants that I bought was supposed to be 124 bucks. I paid 111, so I'm super happy about that. Nice. <laughs> um, so definitely, definitely do that. Yes, Alchemy Gothic does rock Fenrir. Like they, it does fucking rock. Alchemy Gothic. I remember that when I was a kid, like looking at all the stuff Alchemy had and wanting it. It was, they're absolutely amazing. And Vampire Freaks has it. Um, so, and I saw the uh, web shelf. Now that I know that it's from you, I'm going to buy one. Yeah, those are awesome. And they're actually like a pretty good size, which is cool. So I, I generally build my own stuff. Like the shelves behind me that you see, like I built those myself. Nice. Um, the, the desk that I'm using, I built myself. Um, so I have a habit of doing things myself. <laughs> um, so if, if it's, if I can construct it and put a screw into it, then I can probably build it. <laughs> um, so most, most definitely. Um, so I think on that note, um, this is where we're going to call this section of the podcast. We're going to go to be right back real quick. There's something I want to talk to you about real quick um, while I have you on, if you don't have a problem. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so guys sit tight, relax. We're going to hit our be right back and uh, we will be back once we just, once uh, mystic salon decides to actually come back into the fold. All right. So guys enjoy the tunes and <laughs> That is Jet, the owner of Vampire Freaks. Buy shit from Vampire Freaks. I saw three of you already say that you're making orders right now. So um, that is awesome. So we will see you guys in about five minutes. All right. I'll see me and Mystic will see you in about five minutes. All right. Take care. Enjoy the tunes. So what did you think of Jet, man? I, I'll be honest, like, and I told you I wouldn't talk much, but I just enjoyed the conversation, just listening. It's very chill, very just like, you know, talk up, you know, just talk about stuff. It was, it was nice. I enjoyed it. So guess what, guys? We, uh, I talked to Jet um, off of the stream. 
we still have to talk about details of how, when, and where, and all this shit's going to happen. But we are going to be doing two sponsored giveaways from VampireFreaks.com. Two sponsored giveaways from VampireFreaks.com. We're going to be doing a sticker pack giveaway, which is going to be a shitload of stickers and their pens and some of their fucking hand sanitized shit right here. And then we're going to be doing a couple of t-shirt giveaways. So technically three. He said it's cool to do two t-shirt giveaways, right? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, you were. I had to be really careful. I would, it's like I'm not jumping in. Not on this one. Dude, I mean, the thing is, is like I could probably interview Marilyn Manson and I wouldn't fanboy that fucking hard. Because I've met the motherfucker like five times. Um, you know, the thing is, is like there's something about Jet. What he created back in like the late 90s, early 2000s was something that really affected me as a person. That really helped me develop as a person. You know? Um, and which is why I literally came out. I don't mean to fanboy, but... Dude, I mean, what you did is legit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when somebody gets to it gets you or does something when you're in that part of your life, you know, that's the thing. Those things have a huge impact. Like I guess the, you know, I mentioned it, but you know, I've never, I was never goth. I that wasn't like my uh, aesthetic. But mm -hmm. out of my small group of six friends that I pretty much had the entire time, they were all witches first and second, like. Mm -hmm. All of them, but two of us were goth, and the other one was, it was just weird. Um, but we had a black, and that's why I kind of like the whole, the idea, if you think about it as like the uh, goth adjacent or alt adjacent, it's the same idea. Yeah. You know, I got pissed off the other day reading my, um, my uh, what do you call it, dress code for work. It literally says, you can't show your um, tattoos because it's unprofessional and you can get terminated for it. I'm like... Like, I literally, when I read that in my job, I started doing this, like, eight times. Yeah. It's the yeah. same idea. It's that, that you, you find that group, and people let you do what you do, and then you... No, and he was so, he was so respectful, like, yeah, his tone of voice. Like, he, he, didn't, he didn't come across like he felt like he was wasting his time, you know? Um, no, nah, it was very easy. Very easy to listen to, to you guys talk back and forth. I thought you were going to fall out of your chair a few times, but... Dude, I was just excited to be talking to him because, I mean, he is old. Obviously, he didn't give us his age, but he is older than me because I know that he was, like, in his, like, late teens, well, early 20s, like, when he was way. doing what? He got his bachelor's degree in 19, uh, 2000. I graduated high school in 99. I was one year early. So he's got to be about three or four years older than me. So I don't want to out his age or anything, but my guess would be somewhere around 42 like 42 43 yeah he does not look it if i had to guess looking at him i would say probably 20 so good for him uh so and i mean you know i went to college twice so you know you never know i could be way off if if he you know took time off or whatever but just just out of a he literally graduated looks like he started the school the same uh, college the same year my sister would have started college mm -hmm. who's and she's 40 she'll be 43 43 in february so how old are you me i'll be 40 in a month you'll be 40 in a month okay so I yeah so he's 40. so he was the <laughs> oldest out of all three of us <laughs> yeah Ugh. 40 
Well, you know, I mean, you know, the thing is, is like, would you say 20? What I say? 20? Yeah, you said 20, Fenrir. Yeah. He looks like he, he does. He looks super 20. young. Like the only difference between him now and him then is he was a lot thinner then. I like, was going to say, because that's just rude. You know, but I hope that's recorded. We need to play that back for him and see what happens. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is like, you know, he still looks like he's 20. Like, that's the only difference. But he doesn't look. So there are a couple of pictures of him where he looked like he was a bit heavier. He's lost weight. So he's looking good. Like he's he's taking care of himself. Like, so, you know, and and the thing is, is like this dude, like, honestly, like, I mean, besides Voltaire, like if Voltaire is the, like the, the, the grandfather of goth, like Jet is the father of goth because he's the one that put it to the mainstream. He's the one, like, it wasn't Marilyn Manson. It wasn't like shit like that. It was the fact that there was a social media platform where a bunch of fucking freaks get together, you know. Dude, it looks like you're hunting for fucking ghosts, man. I have to keep checking to make sure it's still working because it keeps starting and stopping. Um, you know, and I'm I'm honored to have him on here. I am honored to have him on here. The fact that he's willing to do a couple of giveaways with us, we're gonna set those up in the next the coming weeks. Uh, just gotta shoot him the deets to the people that win. Um, nice. I'm gonna run those through my YouTube. I'm gonna run them through the the stream. Um, I right. really wanted to get back on real quick so I could tell him I wasn't ignoring him or even being quiet. I was actually shopping on the website. No, I told him. I told him <laughs> that. I told him that there were three people that were already saying that they were going to be fucking buying shit off that they were literally buying shit on the site right now. <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted to mention he there. I don't know if he. I don't know anything about him personally, but he had at least two, if not three, witches ladders hanging up somewhere in that room he was in. And I, yeah. I'm obsessive with witches ladders. And I wanted well, met to mention it and forgot. Well, I would have liked to have you mention it, but like you died and didn't come back. Yeah. I mean, we lost, that was probably what, Brad, number eight today? Well, maybe not quite eight, six or seven times we've lost power today. I mean, it's quite a bit. It got it got really funky here for a minute. He's leaving no. me hanging, but yeah. No, I'm not leaving you hanging. No, him. Oh, him is in is so, yeah, six times. So you know, yeah, that's what it's like for me when we get a really bad storm here. We usually like our power will flicker, but it doesn't usually go off. Uh -huh. Like, and my computer's on. It doesn't have a battery backup on it, which I do need to get uh, get one for it. But um, anyway, but I, I already know battery backups and everything else. I already know the next time I order or this time I order, I'm going to get a shirt that has Vampire Freaks on the top and a beanie at some point that says Vampire Freaks. That's awesome. So, I mean, so I'm I, hyped I've, about that. I've never been much of a t-shirt person. Like uh, when I say I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy, I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy, a white t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Like I've never been big on these. Uh, Rook is obsessive with them. He'll buy like 10 of them everywhere he goes. So I started buying more and more and I'm starting to like, you know, wearing just that, that random stuff. And well, I will, I will admit to, I used to wear eyeliner actually. Brad, I think knows I have one somewhere in this house. I need to get that back out because I look good. In I, it. I got mine right here. Mine's right here. <laughs> it's the right same right pencil I have. That two ninety nine from Walmart. Yeah. It works like it yeah. works great. Yeah, it's a cheap fucking shit. When you put shit. it on, 
Yeah, exactly. It's the cheap shit. <laughs> like the next day it's gone. Uh, <laughs> you don't even got to uh, clean your face. You know, like, yeah, man. Like, you know, it, it was cool because the thing is, but I also think it was legit cool. The thing I wanted to like bring out there, right? And because you were having technical issues, I didn't want to get into it, but I, I guess I can get into it with you here. It's like the, the point was, you know, is, you know, um, being different and running a business, right? Because it's not just yeah. goth. It's not that it's just difficult running a business as a goth. You brought that if up you're, a few times. You know, if, if, if you're a gay person and you're trying to run a business, it can be difficult, you know, because there are going to be people that are going to want to shut you down. If you're a trans person and you want to run a business, it might be difficult because there are going to be one of people that are well, going to be people that want to shut you down. And the just, idea was, is I wanted to bring that idea that don't be afraid of who the fuck you are. Embrace who you are and run your business as you. Think about it. Like, for me, this, like, I am, I... I am have to be care like I have to be pretty careful because I've gotten in a lot of trouble recently with being pagan and work and all this stuff. But I am I am pretty high up in the corporate ladder of my job. If anybody that I work with watched this podcast, I'd probably get fired. Are you serious? Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, my boss, no. Even my boss's boss, probably not. But all the other people that are part of the organization that are still in that really conservative, I mean, I have to take my nose That's ring out. That's fucking sad. That's fucking sad. For work, I have to wear band-aids on my fingers and I have to wear long sleeves, and I hate long sleeves just to go to work. Um, and it's really frustrating to to do that. And it's not, I mean, it's it's a little bit different, but kind of the same thought process of, you know, I have to mute myself to go to work. And it's, it takes something out of you when you do that every day. Like it does. It every does. Day, taking this off and rolling it up and, you know, hiding all this stuff. I'm like, you know, my boss is, I, my, my boss has asked about these and she's fine with it. She's, she's like, oh, that's really nice. I like that, blah, blah, blah. But I, I can guarantee you I, my job is at risk with the YouTube channel that we have, uh, with fate, anything. My job is at risk. And that's sad. I mean, the thing is, I'm just glad that, like, you know, for as much as, like, certain things, like, for example, like, the sweater, right, that Jet was actually super happy to see. He's like, oh, that's such a nice sweater, because it was, like, yeah. you know, from his I site. I think it's right when I lost, started going uh -huh. nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the thing was, I'm so lucky that I have, you know, a partner that isn't going to sit there and say, like, I'm going to leave you because you're dressing this way. You know, because my work, I'm not worried about. Like, I'm not worried about my work. I mean, I have certain precautions that I take, but as far as I'm dressed, like, my even my students don't see me anyway. They see me from here up, you know? Um, and that's if they see me, if I'm not using a filter. Um, but it's, it's sad to sit there and know that there are people that it's just like, it's a situation where it's like, you can't be you because somebody deemed it inappropriate. Oh yeah. This shirt. Oh my God. If somebody saw me in public with this and it got back, it would start a whole mess. Guarantee it. Like, it's just it's, so fucked it's up, depressing. man. It's, it's so fucked up. It's I changing. Mean, I mean, things are changing, but you know, my particular organization has not caught up with it yet, but it, it I think it's getting better overall in general, slowly. Slowly is just not fast enough, though. But starting your own business, um, 
is it I, like you said i probably double-edged sword a it's probably a lot harder to stick with it but if you do i bet the reward is is bigger you know yeah. because you're like I you mean, said you're doing something you love and, and you can't well yeah just oh, just like jet said Thankfully, i mean I jet said job. like <laughs> but just like jet said i mean like the thing is it's like you know you know be yourself you know um and you know if you're if you're being yourself and you're doing something that you love you're not working you know you're you're enjoying it so like if you're doing something that you believe in you know you're going to get you know you know the mentality that you know you need to be a certain way and it's not true and well here's the thing fenrir like you may not believe this you know coming out of the closet here you know, the political closet here, I'm conservative. Generally speaking, I'm conservative. I'm socially liberal, but I'm fiscally conservative, much like mystic. You know, like when it comes to like being liberal, you know, I think that like, or like progressive, you know, I think socially, I think, you know, people should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know, if we're not going to discriminate against somebody because of their sexual orientation or because of their culture, I'm sorry, but when you get tattoos, that's part of a fucking culture. That's cultural. You know? Um, like, I think most it, people know it's it definitely cultural. This, I, well, I don't know if I'd call it cultural, but this tattoo here, this is literally a, a video game that kept me from committing suicide. Like, it's literally that meaningful to me and has that bit that that part of life to me mm -hmm. and like if somebody told me that i can't have that and be at where i would probably quit my job over that like if somebody tried to make it a deal you know so the thing is is like you know i believe in small government i believe that people should be allowed to do what they want to do um i don't believe that the government should be mandating or dictating as many things as they are now um you know, I, 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 there, you know, but as far as like being social is concerned, like some of my, my, my social political views, just let people be, you know, just let them do what they want to do. Like if you're, you know, over the age of 18 and you want to go through a transition, do it. You know, if you're gay, cool. If you're lesbian, cool. If you, whatever, dude, I don't give a shit. I don't care. But the thing is, is like, you know, we have this, you know, focus on, you know, gay, lesbian, people of color, things like that. And it's like, okay, that's cool. That's great. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm behind you. I support you. You know, I will go to protest with you. But what about me? I'm, I'm, I'm not bullshitting. What about me? Yes. You know, it's a choice. It's a choice for me to look the way that I look, but it's still who I fucking am. It's also a choice not to be a dick, but you shouldn't yeah. be. Exactly. You know, well, most of the time, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, you know, it, it's a choice to look that way. I am to a point, but it's still who I am. You know, I, I don't think that who I am should be any less valuable, you know, than a person of color or, you know, somebody that's homosexual or bi bisexual or anything like that. I don't think it should be looked at as any less. You know, I'm straight. You know, I'm a straight married man with a six-year-old son, but I don't think that being goth should be looked at any less important because we've established that it's a subculture. 
we, which means it's a culture, which means it's a way that somebody lives. Why should that be any less valuable? Look, in the famous words of the most amazing woman who ever lived and still lives, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Thank you. What does it matter now? <laughs> you know, what I mean, does it, it matter if it is? What is what is the benefit of spending all that time dealing with or making snap judgments about somebody on stuff like that. It's insane. Like it just makes zero sense to me. I, I, it, it doesn't compute to me. And I still, I mean, I'll be honest. I find myself being very judgmental to people all the time. I'm really good at checking myself, even though I don't always do it beforehand. I'll check myself afterwards and say, wait a minute. You know, that's not, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. um, but just even thinking about it, you know, if it's a well, subculture, it, goth culture, a dress, a piercing, a tattoo, yeah, some people are going to not like it. And if, uh, people at my work may not like it. But if they're willing to talk to me about it, I would talk. And I've never, ever had a negative reaction from a patient about my tattoos. If anything, they'll show me one of theirs. Uh-huh. You know, it's just crazy. It, well, that's the thing. That, that's the thing. Why does, why does like, my decision to be a part of a subculture have to be inherently negative for your business? Like, there are so many opportunities that have been denied to me over the years because I look the way that I look and have refused to change how I look. You know, that it, it's fucking depressing. It's it fucking depressing that, you know, I have to, I have to look like you to be accepted by you. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Like, why do I have to play a part? Why does it have to be fake? Why can't I just be me? You know, it's like, it's so fucking depressing to sit there. And there's so many people out there in the world. They're like, ah, oh, well, you look disgusting because you do that. Well, that's your fucking opinion that I look disgusting. Go fuck yourself. Kick fucking rocks. You know, it's it, it's so goddamn irritating. And it's like, it's, it's true what Jet said. I mean, Jet said it himself. I mean, he has literally built an empire, you know, around goth culture, but it hasn't been fucking easy. You know, it wasn't easy for him to do it, but he did it. But it's just, I think it's high time that, you know, people that are out there that are the, the ones that pass judgment start fucking accepting, you know, us as we are. You know, I mean, there have been TV shows and shit that have tried to normalize it, like CSI, you know, having goth characters in there or perceivably goth characters, but it's never really done the job, right? It's never really done what it's supposed to be, right? That, you know, there's so much stigma around piercings and tattoos and black clothing and this and that. It's fucking clothes, man. It's fucking yeah. clothes. You know, I would get all yeah. my piercings back in a second. You know, it's like, just get over it. Because when you sit there, well, this customer was, or this client was offended by, it sounds like, with them being offended sounds like a them problem, not a me problem. Because I accept them how they are. Why do I have to change who I am just so a bunch of fucking random goddamn people that I have no fucking clue who the fuck they are need to accept me? Why can't you defend me as my employer? I 
I mean, that's just that's just my idea. Um, and it's, it's it's extremely important for me, even as a pagan. Like you heard about the shit that Mystic went through as a pagan, that's still going through at his job. You know, as being a pagan, that they automatically assume that he worships the devil because he's a pagan. That he's bad, that he's evil, that he can curse people. You know, dangerous to the organization. Like I'm, I'm sitting here. Like let's let's think about this logically. So you 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 work for an organization that supposedly is in the medical field, which means that they are scientifically based. It's a scientifically based organization. Organization, and then somebody comes out and says. I'm worried that this person is going to curse me. Your organization should turn around and say, I think you need help for believing in curses. Okay, that, yeah, that's what they, they should fucking do. Then they might go to my YouTube channel and be like, yeah, he says he talks to trees. Uh, we might have a problem with that one. Uh, but the point's the same, I get it. Yeah. It's you know, sad. It really is. Like, they, I'm would, just they, thankful. Would get, they, they get so much out of me, they would get so much more if I didn't feel like I had to hide half of who I was. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thankful that I'm in a position that, you know, my office can look how I want it to. You know, I've got my, you know, red-blooded American fucking male workout area over to the right of me. And to the left of me, I've got my altar. And in the middle, I've got this, you know... I'm just lucky that, so lucky that I can be who I am, even if I have to wear a filter. Are those trolls? This is my new altarpiece that Rook got for me. Dude, those are trolls. They are, with crystals in their heads. That is creepy. The lady that makes them is awesome. She okay, did oh. so here's the question. Mystic says, this is my new altarpiece. Coming from somebody that has literally five altars in his house. Six. So with six, there you go, six altars. Which altar is that for? That's a good question. Earth? Ooh. This actually is from Earth altar, yes. Because of the the crystals. More, kind, that and the trolls. Like, trolls to me are a very Earth, you know, physical thing, so... But like I meant to do, I like on one of the at some point I've got a I probably do a video about. It, but I want to I I found these two um, a chalice and a offering bowl made out of hand carved olive wood. They're so freaking gorgeous. But yeah, this is definitely going on Earth. There's a lady that makes them that's local. She hand delivers them. It's really cool. She did um. I know it sounds new agey, but I don't care. She did a sound healing with me and Rook in our grove. It was freaking amazing. Like, it was crazy. Mm. There you go. There you go. All right. So, I think we're reaching about that time. So, our main subject was the interview. After that, we're going to be talking about deity and ritual of the week. But I need two minutes because I needed to go take, you know, go to the little boy's room here. Um, I mean, Mystic doesn't need a break because his power went out. So, he already had a break. So, Mystic will, keep, Mystic will keep you entertained. Um, I will be back in about five minutes, so I'm going to mute my audio, but I'm going to leave this up and Mystic is going to be visible to everybody. So I'll be back in five. Bye. Yeah, Rook is a cool name. And I, for some reason, 
it's just um everybody's uh kind of jumped on the calling me mystic that was never my name it's it's salon that's been and not like a hair salon salon like it's in salt um anyway so my my uh husband is rook tempest uh is awesome chat but yeah uh but the sound healing was freaking awesome like it was it was really nice um we went to we have a well, we have uh, a Unitarian church that we kind of are a part of. They have a CUPS program, which is the Covenant of United Universalist Pagan Society. Um, and we get together, you know, they do a lot of drum circles and things like that. It was really cool. Um, and so when our dog died uh, recently, the, the most recent one, I was really attached to her and I was really having a hard time. So we went and met my mentor or our mentor, Rick and, Rick and I both, our mentor. Um, at the Grove, and um, a lady came and did sound healing, the same lady that made the troll. Um, and I mean, she brought everything, uh, water sound, like every sound you can think of, she brought. It was so nice. So, um, so yeah. No, I know. I have my old screen name. Everybody still calls me that, my old rounds. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, so it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. It's very definitely relaxing, and there's definitely a a, a big part to it. And I know there's actually some recent studies that have come out, and probably some not so recent about how different frequencies. Um, both audible and inaudible have been used um, in bone uh, growth, bone stimulation. As a matter of fact, there is a thing called a bone stimulator, bone growth stimulator that uses ultrasonic sound and creates quicker healing, which is awesome. Um, yeah, the bells were great. She had she had some um, uh, what was it called? Um, I don't know what you call it, but anyway, it was it's this wooden thing and it's got it's like a big grid and it has the other pieces of wood off of it. And as you like rotate around, it sounds like rain. Oh, it was the freaking I don't know, but it was great. Um, Oh, yeah, my discord name, my discord name, Palms Piranhas. That was my screen name for a very long time for gaming, my little gaming circles. Um, yeah. I have no freaking clue what uh, deity or ritual to talk about because I didn't prepare anything because I figured we'd be doing the. Well, he'd be doing the interview and I'd be watching. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, oh, excuse me. Hopefully the storms are passed and hopefully our air conditioning doesn't give out again. Um, do love me some Hecate. Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. I used to start today and Hecate to me to Kali and Anna. I'm trying to look for my, um, I have notes. Oh, I'm looking in the wrong place. That's why. Um, super bright coming in right there. 
Jesus that is brave. This is the one I was going to do. I don't think I did this one last week. Um, I'd love at some point, and we're probably going to do this on our YouTube channel, which, uh, you know, Rook and I have been doing some work on, so that's been fun. But I I really like, um, uh, that's creepy as fuck. Um, I would really like to talk about, like, the different pantheons and kind of how I view the different pantheons and all that stuff. I think that would be a great discussion at some point. Um, I don't think we have time for it tonight, but that would be something interesting. Um, and then let's see that it's uh, working with deities. Have you found stuff for everyone? Some I have, uh, mostly because I haven't been prepared. So I don't think I've ever felt overwhelmed working with a deity um, or an energy when I have taken the proper steps to prepare. So what 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 is your what is your perspective on um, different pantheons? Um, I don't know why my stuff keeps going. Now I'm going in and out of focus, which has never happened before. Um, well, that's because so, you're running off of the camera as is. No, that's you have true. to go into the you have to go into the camera settings and adjust the. Uh, that's right. Focus. That's too much work. Um, there so you my, go. Like, my idea on pantheons really is like, I, I know a lot of people are like, hey, you can't mix pantheons. It's terrible. It's a horrible thing to do. It, the way that I see universal source and energy and the god and goddess is very, very close to pantheistic, but still with a polytheistic tune to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really, and it's, it's kind of in my path when I talk about my path just in general, um, that I really feel like. A lot of not all, because it's not all, but in very in many situations, you can draw the lines between the different areas. Because really, a pantheon is a geographical location. When you really yeah. talk about it, we don't. A lot of people don't think of it that way. Like, oh, this is the Greek, this is the Roman. I'm like, it, it may or may not even be just a geographical. It can be a time, but it is a place. It's a placeholder. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I, I think most people do kind of agree that Roman and Greek, there's pretty much a, you know, like, Mars and Aries. There's a consort, like, an equivalent in each one. But the same is true, I think, in a lot of other pantheons. You can draw a lot of lines across. And then what I've noticed when you do that, you also get these uh, little duplicate lines, like, underneath. Meaning, like... I can't think of a good instance off the top of my head without having something, you know, reading some things that I've written, but um, mm-hmm. there can be, like, in 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 Egyptian, you have uh, Horus, Osiris, and Isis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, uh, Osiris, no, Horus is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not big on Egyptian, but I believe Horus is the second coming or the second son of Isis and Osiris when, you know, somebody gets pissed off and cuts all of his pieces off and <laughs> puts him back together with everything but his penis. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. the story. And, and, and Holy Trinity Trilogy is another really good one, the triple goddess. I mean, like some triple goddess, you have very specific things. I just think all of these things, it's not a coincidence that 
groups that never met each other or knew of each other at the same times had the same type of god and goddesses growing up and then they kind of merged together in different ways i i just then so to me mixing pantheons is a good thing like i think it's <clears throat> i think it's uh it's been helpful to me to study in different pantheons you know and kind of group some of those things together i i enjoy doing that <clears throat> excuse me I'm all for mixing pantheons. Like, so for those that don't know, like, so my primary deity is Baphomet, but I consider myself Norse pagan. So there, there's definitely a crossover in pantheons there, like 100%, because Baphomet has absolutely fucking nothing to do with Norse paganism. But I consider myself Norse pagan, which is why I continue wearing, um, you know, Milner uh, around my neck. Um, but I also have, you know, you know, the inverted pentagram. Um, it, it's whatever it calls to you, right? So the thing is, is like paganism has reached a point that it's all out there, guys. It's all of it. What connects to you? What makes you feel whole? And don't be afraid of it. Don't think because you have a deep emotional connection to, let's say, the Norse gods, that you can't want to work with you know i mean I, I hate to say it but you know look at you know ea king kong you know um ea king kong you know has videos on every pantheon and i love that like the more pantheons i work in the problem for me is my brain doesn't my memory sucks so i just remember bits and pieces of stories so they don't always go together but like my my pantheon has been pretty traditional for most people is celtic but <clears throat> there's a lot of uh uh west germanic influence in that and you know when i work with a deity but it's not so much a deity that i work with it's the energy of the deity and the representation mm -hmm. and so you know it's not like i want to piss hecate off because i you know called on something else it's that energy and process that's behind it that that really makes it important and that's um something that rook and i have really talked about a few times doing because we're kind of going back and forth of which you know pantheon or which you know groups that we go with my carnunos and green man that's the the basis of most of what i do um, because they're archetypes of the greater you know universe and energy so there's representations of the green man archetype in every pantheon every pantheon pretty much has a horn god you have earned the hunter Carnunos. you have uh obviously pan baphomet would be fit in that general category yes he would of a green man archetype and so all those things together is really interesting and uh mel one of my favorite druidic um uh deities is Aelin of the Ways. I have a picture of her on my back, a tattoo. Um, and she's the goddess of the crossroads. She's the one that um, lights you up and takes you down the crossroads. She's also the one that sends you the wrong way if you don't do do things the right way. So, yeah, you know, those those good mixes and, and, and really thinking about why you're choosing to call on one versus the other is probably important to think about. Um, and I think matches are also probably pretty important, too. Like, I like that. Like, I match everything. Whenever I, when we do a god, a ritual or something, Rook and I usually call on a god and a goddess, not one, not just one or the other. 
<clears throat> and it's not about polarity either, or having one masculine and one feminine. It's about having two complementary yin yang energies. Yes, whatever. For us. No, you do, like, Crimson, you do want to have um, kind of like, you know, obviously kind of like, you know, um, kind of like good matches, right? Like when you kind of mix things together, like you don't want to put certain gods and goddesses together and things like that. But I, I don't think the rules are as stringent as some people would like to sit there and say or think that they are. Well, they're right. stringent for the people who think they're stringent, right? I think that's probably the best way to put it. If you need them to be that that hardcore separated out, go for it. But don't get mad at me when I stick, you know, Inanna and Ishtar together. The, the, to me, they're the same thing. One is Mesopotamian and one is, I forgot, um, I can't even remember now. But those two that I follow on a lot. Yeah, no, exactly. Dionysus, um, I mean... Yeah. So I think I think the thing is is like I mean I definitely I definitely mix and match. Now grant you. So like when I mix, right? So like my primary deity is Baphomet, but my secondary deity is Hel from, you know, the Norse pantheon. Um which is, you know, necromancy and things like that and you know the the the, the goddess of, you know, the the underworld. Yeah, um, we can mix I, Persephone in there just for the sidebar. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. No, and so the thing is, is like, you know, the way the way that I look at it is that those two complement each other greatly, even though they're from two different pantheons, and I believe in both of them equally. You know, now my, is my altar specifically set up for Baphomet? Yes. Now I'm gonna be honest. Why is my altar specifically set up for Baphomet? Because that's what I could fucking buy. Look for anything for hell online. See what you find. If you find anything more than I did, I'll be surprised. And the only thing I found was a was a pendant, like handmade, that looked like a zombie. You know, and that was it. That's the only thing I found. So that that dedication has to come from within. You know. So, <laughs> if you find more than I did, if you even find a statue, I'll be surprised. Now, I do know there is a hell statue. I've never seen it. Um, I am pretty sure. Um, our one of our local stores has it, but here is a hell statue, Norse goddess, death, as a true Viking god, Scandinavian. I bet you it's fake. Never mind. I'm gonna send it to you anyway, though. Okay. <laughs> On my favorite place, but um, probably I think, fake. I think it's important. It's a really nice statue, actually, and it looks like it spells hell in runes, so it is H E L. I'll give it that. It's um, that's Hagalas, Menas, and um, I can't remember that one. I take it. I take it. I would use that. Um, but I think uh, one of the things that Mel also said about, you know, we make our own rules when it comes to these. I think that's, to me, that's important because, again, even we can name every god and goddess we want to from my perspective. Naming of the goddess and giving them that features just so that we can work better with their energies because that's what we're actually working with, not with 
hell floating in space right now. Hi, hell, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? You need some magic? Yeah, I need some magic. I got some magic for you. Okay, thanks. That's not, you know, that's not what we're doing, right? You know, you're working with the energy that 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 spirit or that it that that entity or deity has to help invigorate our magic and work with it. I'm not ever doing that again. I feel really silly now. But, <laughs> but that's that's kind of how I see it too. It's like you know, it's not even just making our own rules. It's just we don't have any better way as human beings to figure it out. Like we really don't. No, we're not good at that kind of stuff. Oh, I have plenty of my own fairy dust, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got an overdose of fucking fairy dust. Oh, I had two of these freaking for... Mountain Dew major melons, and my god, it, I'm bouncing off the walls, and it's midnight almost. Yeah, I'm <sighs> done, dude. I'm I'm out, man. I'm like fucking. I'm fucking tired right now. We're That's gonna go learn how to code some more stuff on Ubuntu. There you go. There yeah, you know, Ubuntu's good, man. Ubuntu's good shit. It's a good version of Linux. We've got it up and running. We just can't get the file sharing to work yet. Yeah, I'm gonna go make some tacos. 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 If you yes, like sir. tacos. If you like tacos, kisses. I love your taco flavor kisses. My name is Jennifer Lopez. I love that episode of South Park. I'm sorry. So yeah, so that's it. So I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Jet. That was super fun. Um, nice I honestly, like, honestly, by the end of that, like, I just got like super inebriated. Um, couldn't keep my head together. Um, yeah, man. But, if, the, if if Apothic uh, doesn't come to you for a sponsorship, they're dumb at this point. <laughs> right, <laughs> dude. Apothic needs to come to me for a bon- sponsorship. Seriously, a sponsorship. Get us a sponsorship. <laughs> Apothic wine. Buy it now, because I said so. <laughs> looks smoky outside. Look, Xerxes. fucking Jet said he'd be willing to look at it for his events, and Xerxes bought yeah. three bottles of it. So, Apothic, yeah. let's go. One percent is all you need. <laughs> oh right. god. So, uh, dude, I just legit like the wine, man. Like, I only, I it will is good only, wine. I will only like, surprisingly. Push it. I will only push shit that I actually like. Like, I'm not going to push something just because, like, I don't give a shit if somebody offers me money, if they offer me free clothes, whatever. I'm not going to push it if I don't believe in it. I don't know what kind of wines you like, but try it and tell me if you like it. It's a Chilean wine called Beaujolais. Rook just likes to say it, but um, Beaujolais, like, there's only one or two people that make it, and it is a brand. It's a little bit spendier. I'd say 30 USD. Okay. But, um, it's really good. It's like super spicy, dark red wine, and that's like my favorite. So, um, one of my favorite good. wines that I've gotten quite a few times. Just try it. No, this is the first like Apothic is like the first wine, actual wine, like not carbonated wine, that I actually enjoy drinking. Like Apothic Dark, Apothic Red. Obviously, the Apothic Dark Ooh. I like more because I bought it three times instead of twice. Um. So yeah. And also I think the labels. We've had it a few times, cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we used to soak the labels and pull them off. I bet we have them in one of our books. We used to keep a wine journal. I will continue to drink Apothic happily. Yeah, I bet you will. Just Apothic, just Apothic, sponsor me. 
I will happily throw your fucking logo on this podcast. I would recommend your next drink be water. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's going to be. Actually, I got some tea over here, some fruit tea, which is technically water flavoring. I think everything is technically water with flavoring, isn't it? It is. Like, literally. That's right. It's it's so frustrating. It was like, you drink so much Pepsi. You need to drink more water. Like, there's lots of water in Pepsi. The first ingredient. I drink, like, six bottles of water a day, which is a little bit of Pepsi flavoring and carbonation. I drink about a gallon of water a day. I do not. I do. I drink about a gallon of Pepsi a day. I bought this. Diet Pepsi, but Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Pepsi. Pepsi's good. Pepsi's good shit. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, that's, that's gonna hilarious. be it for that's gonna be it for today's podcast. I'm hugging my water because <laughs> I don't know why. Not today, not, Jesus. Not today, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but I thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate you guys being here. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with uh Jet. Um, I had fun, um, you know, uh, definitely looking forward to getting these giveaways started. Mystic, we have to talk about those cause those are specific to the, uh, podcast. So we have to think about terms, conditions, how it's going to work. Jet's going to mail the shit out. So whoever wins, he's going to mail it directly out. Just got to email him. Well, sounds fun. Yeah. So we have to think about that. Um, beyond that, uh, thank you guys. I greatly appreciate it. Fucking Mystic is playing Phasmophobia, the real game. Um, (laughs) um, tomorrow I might actually go live for a little bit tomorrow just to play some games, um, with Mystic because we didn't get to play games tonight. So I want to play some games with Mystic and Rook tomorrow. If Mystic and Rook will play games with me. I don't think we have anything planned tomorrow. We do have a couple of videos to do, but yeah, I think we'll we'll be playing. Now I'll probably will be playing early in the morning. I will be up early in the morning, trust me. And I've got to um, set up my um quick cut board that I got from Da Vinci. Rock on. I'm excited rock about on. that. I need to go make food. So um because yeah. I will see you guys later. Uh thank you for hanging out. I hope you enjoyed the interview again. Um, sorry that Mystic disappeared um, because, you know, weather shit. But we'll see you guys later. Love your faces. Peace the fuck out. Bye, fuckers.